Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from Southampton, New York, site of the U.S. Open, the 118th U.S. Open, and uh, in a word, carnage. I mean, just carnage, man. You name the player who you've heard of before, and with the exception maybe of Jason Duffner, who early on is one under. Maybe Ian Poulter, who, if you follow him on Twitter, you probably don't like him. Yeah, like, with those as the exception, I mean, it is, this tournament right now is is, uh, being led by Russell Henley, Brian Gay, Dustin Johnson has hit all of his uh, four fairways in regulation, and has avoided some of the carnage. But, man, the big names, I mean, you're talking about Tiger Woods with a seven to begin the U.S. Open, and that is not a par five on the first hole. So 
you know, look, it was bad early, and you expect it to get worse late as it did rain yesterday. They thought it would soften up the greens. But this is just a hard, hard test of golf, and it's windy, and it's getting drier. It's long. It's getting more and more difficult. In a word, carnage. I mean, actually, if you look at the bottom of the leaderboard, it might it might be more interesting than the top of the leaderboard. All right, so I, I read you some of the names at the top. You look down at the bottom, and you're like, man, well, they're, they might as well go home. I mentioned Tiger Woods through only four holes is four over. Uh, but it gets it gets much, much worse. Jordan Spieth finished his round with a 78. Jason Day, 79. Rory McIlroy, 80. Remember, par is 70 here. Rory McIlroy, 10 over. This was supposed to be great for uh, for the Irish kids. Great for the Euro players. Bump and run golf. It's windy. Ooh, it has been absolute carnage. And, and, and the difference is, to this point, the Greens have played much more fairly than they played in 2004. It's early. It's not expected to rain. It's going to get harder and harder. And, man, is it bad. I mean, it's just bad. And I, I do wonder if you get to the point. It's like my favorite golf tournament. My favorite golf tournament. I used to be one called the International. The International was played in Denver, Colorado. They did something called the Modified Stableford System. The idea of the Modified Stableford System was it would reward you an extra point if you got an eagle. In other words, going for it is rewarded. I don't know. There's never been a Stableford System used in a major tournament. Why the Modified Stableford System? Point is that the Modified Stableford System, the old International, which is now a defunct tournament on the PGA Tour, to me... That was like Big 12 football, and this is like SEC football. I'm not, the U.S. Open is going, well, it's the truest test of golf. I'm not denying that. You and I would probably, if you shoot in the high 80s, low 90s, you'd shoot 110, 115, playing it down from the tips. Easy. Easy. But this is like the U.S. Open getting back. The PGA has started to trick up their golf courses the past couple years, and the U.S. Open goes, oh, yeah? The USGA, oh, yeah? Check this out for a second. I mean, man. And and look, Tiger hasn't been great, but he has hit all of his fairways. Like the flaw to Tiger has always been you know, in major tournaments, when he doesn't play well, either he's not healthy or maybe more accurately, he's inaccurate with his driver. Whether it's been driver or three-wood, he hadn't had a problem with it. But the best iron player to ever play the game is having some problems there, has not hit a green in regulation. And here we are. Man, what utter carnage. Other thing is, uh, this is a, look, it's a great spectator event if you're a spectator on TV. I, I don't know, Ryan Music, you're watching, you guys, you and Ramos are watching it back in Los Angeles, correct? That's correct. All right, so what's it, what does the course look like? If, if you had to, if you took a snapshot of what you think the course looks like on TV, what it must look like in person, what would that be? Well, the one thing that's been hard to tell on TV is the greens and, like you said, how quick they can be and sort of the uh, the one word that we only use in golf, the undulation. There's a yes. couple of shots that 
as soon as they hit the green, you're like, oh, that could look pretty good. And then all of a sudden, they just skip all the way back off to the back of the green and towards the edge of like the rough area. Um, so well, that's, that's one of the things I mean, that's been hard to tell is exactly after the shot is hit, how it will then land and roll in relation to where the hole actually is. And look, the the camera angles and all of the tech stuff that Fox does where you have yards to the hole, the apex of the height, the speed, the exit velo, if you will, of the golf ball, and the wind, like all of that is fantastic. And they, they are doing some great panning shots to give you kind of a sense of what the course is like, but I don't think it gives you a sense of what the course is like. I like I, I've never been to Augusta, but everyone is like, man, you wouldn't believe how hilly it is. You wouldn't believe how much up, how much walking there is. And then this one, which is in kind of a, it's all kind of in a confi- confined space, like link style golf course, um, but it is really hilly. It is really long. It is really windy. And you know, obviously, I haven't played the greens. Dan Byer, who joins us, can obviously be with us all weekend long here, and is hoping to get the uh, win the. I guess it's win the lottery. <laughs> To play the, do you win or do you lose the lottery if you have to play Monday? That's a very good question. The way that it looks, like you're going to be on the losing end if you have to play this beast, because I don't understand on on how an amateur could come out here and play the course in this conditions. A with this wind, Doug, but we're already starting to see if you if you're either you're here or you're watching at home, you're starting to see some. Brown spots maybe pop up on the green to, to keep the ball within 10 feet of the hole on any shot that's outside of 50 yards is almost a miracle. I mean, balls are just rolling out. And it's firming up. I don't know how any amateur could could compete on a field like this, and we're seeing how the pros are dealing with it today. I mean, you're talking the best of the best. Like the names I mentioned who are, who put up huge numbers mm-hmm. are, are people's favorites to win this thing. Like Rory McIlroy, to a man, you're like, man, Rory's got a shot. Rory's got no shot. No no shot. I mean, the field would have to so massively come back to him. And there's just not a setup to which you're going to be able to score a, a, on sure. this thing. Yeah. I and mean, you're, 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 you're done after day one, even before you're like, all right, just keep the G5 hot uh, for tomorrow. As soon as I finish my round, I'll be flying home. And when players arrived yesterday and were here at the facilities yesterday, it was a cloudy, it was wet. So if you teed off early on Thursday, Doug, you were thought to have the advantage. Well, now for all the players that played early this morning, the lowest score out there is 69. Sure, Russell Henley is at 3-under, Brian Gaze at 2-under, but minus 1 is going to end up leading the tournament. Yeah. And which, it may which just is about- be Scott Piercy and Ian Poulter after the day because I have no idea how anybody can keep it this low uh, in, in these conditions. Yeah, now, it's the, now the wind is really starting to whip. Now, the one thing, of course, that will come back is if you start in the morning today, you're in the afternoon tomorrow, Yes, and there's not expected to be rain, so it will be... Uh, you would think it would be more difficult, and yeah. you, the old water will find its level. So if you shoot a lower number in the afternoon today, which to this point only Dustin Johnson is sticking around to do, uh, you, you'd think you'd be in better shape tomorrow. Uh, but, I mean, this is this is it's nuts to watch. I guess the question I have to you, Dan, because you're much more into golf. It's not that I'm not into golf. I love it. But you're much more into it than I am, is – is this a fun watch? Is this what we like? Every year is like, oh, the USGA is so hard, and it's the it's the most, truest test of golf. But like, yeah, it's kind of like watching SEC football, man. Whereas I like watching the Big Twelve. It might be seventy seven seventy, but at least I'm yeah. entertained. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I I think the part that would that makes this difficult is we aren't seeing any 
great shots because great shots are made to look average. And that's the one thing like if you you can understand if a guy hits it in the rough on a drive and has to has to hack it out into the fairway and ends up making a bogey or a double. That's something that you and I could relate to and fans want to see. But when guys are hitting great shots and not being rewarded for it, that makes it a grind for not only for the players, but I also think for the viewer. I, I just texted Scott Stallings, who finished. I believe he finished uh, uh, close 10 to ten over. over. I yeah. think he was ten over. He's at. The, he's working out of the gym. He's going to pop up on us here, uh, either end of the hour or top of next hour. He is not. He did not have the worst score. Uh, Scott Gregory, yeah. Scott Gregory, yeah, who is the British amateur champion in 2016, he shot a 92. 22 over par, a 92, which to this point is the worst score by nine strokes. Nine. So I guess the question, like, do you even hang around tomorrow? Do you do something like, do you just try stuff? Do you tinker with your swing? Like, what do you do tomorrow? You hang hang around because, yeah, he's not going to win it, but you hang around because there's other players in your group, and if you can play as a threesome, that's, that's... better than than a pairing that you may have to wait longer you'd put your other playing partners in a in a bad spot if you just withdrew now music four pars on his on his card today the rest were bogeys or worse uh music what, what do you got for us so in football like you know how sometimes in the later parts of the season we'll see those snow games and it sort of seems to level the playing field, right? Because unless you're like a run-heavy team, it becomes really hard to pass the ball. And that's where you'll see those really low-scoring games. Like, they'll be like 10-7. When the course is this tough, Dan, I remember you said this earlier, like, how can an amateur compete? Doesn't it almost kind of level the playing field because you know no one out there is going to be just absolutely locked in on, like, seven under par? Like, if well, everyone's going to barely be plus one or even one under, doesn't it sort of make it a more even playing field for everyone else to compete? I think it takes some of the skill out of it. Yeah. Because now you're just hoping that your ball stops. That That is, if it's too tough, it levels the playing field because the best of the best aren't being rewarded for their shots. Well, if, 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 it's, if you're long, you're in good shape. If you're long, but you better be straight. And that's why, you know, Dustin Johnson is long – and, and to this point, he's been straight. If you can do that, it is a different course because you can play a, a higher iron. You can have more spin on it. you got you got a better chance. You still kind of have to be lucky about it. Uh, but, yes, I, I agree. The, look, the premise of what you're saying is absolutely accurate, which is in, in an effort to give us, hey, this, this is such a tough test, it should give us the best golfer, it actually kind of backfires. Yeah, in yep. that in that it it does eliminates a lot of the guys with a ton of skill, sh- creative shot making, because it really is about being straight, you know, fairways and greens, and then you got to get a little lucky with things biting. But you would have thought fairways and greens that'd be Jordan Spieth, but he was awful today too. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, is you had that group of Phil, Jordan Spieth, and Rory McIlroy shoot twenty five over par. Um, I, I don't think anybody would have thought thought that coming in. I, people were looking at a winning score, guys, of minus four, minus five at the start of this, and I don't know if we will get an under par winner. I don't. We're we're gonna have two people under par, I think, at the end of day one. So to have a winner under par, I think, is a lot to ask. All right. So Tiger's gonna have his first shot at birdie as on the uh, par five fifth hole. He uh, he just chipped up. He was just short of the green, chipped up, and he's 
I don't know, he looks like he's about eight or nine feet away for his first birdie putt of the day. Tiger again, four over through four on the green, uh, uh, on the green laying four, uh, laying three, excuse me, uh, on the fifth hole. So we'll, we'll continue to update you. Like, look, the story is no one that you know outside of Dustin Johnson is playing particularly well, and even Dustin Johnson is just starting off, just starting off. But he did just birdie the fourth hole, so he's right there kind of in the early leaderboard. And it is windy, it is dry, and it will get faster and harder as the weekend proceeds. Full coverage of the 118th U.S. Open on FS1. Coverage switches over to Big Fox, the Fox broadcast channel, today at 4.30 Eastern time, so in an hour and 15 minutes. Protecting your home team, Farmers' customizable home insurance packages offer coverage options you can tailor for your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Discover home coverage options and more at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Chris Mann is going to join us, join us, uh, us upcoming next. Uh, there are some LeBron James rumors. One I will shoot down. Uh, others we will ask Chris Mannix about. What do we know? What do we think? What do we suspect? What's going to happen with LeBron, and how does that shape the league going forward? Well, last Mannix, he joins us just upcoming next. But first, you know, when you're snoring, you're not sleeping. That's why you need to go to zipa.com. That's Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Zipa is the solution that's comfortable, affordable, and effective at eliminating snoring. Zipa was found to be the only solution proven to work in a national news story. Every Zipa is guaranteed to work or your money back. Go to Zipa.com. That's Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Zipa is happy Z spelled backwards. When you go to bed with a Zipa, you'll wake up with happy Zs. Remember, snoring is not sleeping. If anyone you know snores, get them a Zipa. It's a revolutionary snoring mouthpiece that's an absolute game changer. Let's say you're sleeping in a separate bedroom. Get a Zipa. Sleeping on the couch. Zipa. Kicked and bumped and told to roll over all night. Get a Zipa. Z-Y-P-P-A-H dot com. That's happy Z spelled backwards. Remember, if you or anyone you love snores, get rid of it. And the only way to do so is with this revolutionary snoring mouthpiece. It's spelled Z-Y-P-P-A-H dot com. Zipa dot com. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Tiger keeps hitting fairways. He just finally got a par. A couple of pars together, but man, it has not been an uh, auspicious beginning. Inauspicious beginning when you, you start to set, uh, with a seven on a par four first hole. Chris Mannix is an NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. Make sure to check out his... His show Sundays from noon to 3 Eastern Time alongside NBA champion Karan Butler here on Fox Sports Radio. He'll be joining us momentarily. We'll get the updates that you need uh, to, to give you a sense of LeBron James. Now, we told you two days ago when the story broke. Two days ago, a story that ESPN started running last night. I told you exactly what happened, where uh, there was a diss track between between Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma, I told you my Laker guys said that they're, they're best friends, but they've been they've been asked to tone it down on social media. That that's not that's not the behavior of franchise caliber players that either one of these guys want to be. So it's a hey look, it's not that big a deal, but it could spin into something something worse. 
I don't know if that sort of maturity or the idea that that lacks maturity would would in any way nudge LeBron James to not get to Los Angeles. Let's ask Chris Mannix from Yahoo Sports and Fox Sports Radio. He joins us now. Uh, is there Does this affect in any way LeBron's decision? I think it doesn't help, which was the, the impetus behind, you know, L.A. telling them to, to cool it. I mean, you want to, you know, give off the, the, the vibe of a winning franchise and, you know, having two of your key players – um, you know, acting kind of like goofballs doesn't really give off that vibe, especially, you know, when you're competing with a Houston Rockets team that's going to sell him on a chance to win right away, or, you know, even a, a Cavs team, you know, that, that could sell him in different ways. It just, the optics of it are bad, and I think that's why the Lakers, that was the biggest reason why the Lakers told them to knock it off. All right, where are we with things? What are you hearing in, in terms of where his process is? Not a lot, Doug, to be honest. I mean, it's, He's clearly in the middle of it right now and, and working some things out. And, and I know his team has, has talked to him a little bit about, um, you know, the different scenarios that could be on the table. But I don't think he's that far down the road yet. I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that there's been communication between LeBron and Paul George, LeBron and Chris Paul at this point. I mean, that's, that, that, that's pretty easy to assume. But everything else, it's just, it's just too early. All right, uh, speaking of Paul George, there's now renewed thoughts that Paul George would consider signing in Oklahoma City. Like, that is just so vague to me. All right, like Paul George would be an idiot not to consider not opting out or not, not to, especially coming off of a knee, or not to be an idiot to not, you know, think about a new contract where he can make more money and stay in Oklahoma City. I, I don't feel like that's earth shattering. Do you? No, and, and look, I, I said this you know, on on the air last weekend and and on TV earlier this week. I mean, I I never believed that Paul George leaving, even with the disappointing outcome of the season, I never believed him leaving was anywhere close to a lock. I mean, you know, Russell West from, you know, during the season as recently the relationship between Russell and Paul George is really good. I mean, they're working out this summer uh, together in Southern California. Um, you know, there's there's a pretty good bond, you know, between those guys. So, and Oklahoma City too. You know, one thing they've made clear is that, you know, Paul George can can sign whatever contract he wants. I mean, if he wants the five year full max, he can get it. If he wants a short term deal, they'll work that out with him too. They're being very flexible in Oklahoma City with uh, with contract terms, and I think that is appealing to Paul George as well. Um, I, there there was a report, uh, a couple reports to get to, one from the Ringer that said. Everybody was trying to talk Brian Colangelo. Everybody in that organization was trying to talk Brian Colangelo out of drafting Markel Fultz. I find it curious that this only comes out after Brian Colangelo is gone. Um, yeah. What do, you, what do you make of that report? He was not the only one in the organization that wanted Markel Fultz. I mean, I, I can say that with, with certainty. Now, you know, he was he was what? I'm sorry, you cut out for a second. He was no, or was not the only one. No, he was not. He was not the only one in the organization that wanted Markel Fultz. Um, there were others uh, there. I don't. It, maybe it wasn't a consensus, but it wasn't Brian Colangelo versus the world. I, I can tell you that much. Now he he wanted him, Doug. He 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 wanted Markel Fultz. No question about it. That's why he was willing to do that deal with Boston. But um, he wasn't alone in, in that charge. Uh, no, I, I had I had heard the same as well. And you know, I've heard from other teams that worked out all of those guards, and they they thought that Markel Fultz was the best of those guards. 
uh, you know, the bevy of guards that, that came down the pipe last year. I just uh, – this is one of those deals to which – now, what it does say, though, is, one, obviously everybody thinks Jason Tatum uh, is better and has a chance to continue to be better, and two – Boy, I think that hurts Markel Fultz heading into year two. Like, whatever hope you have for him in his career, it gives you the sense that guys are turning on Colangelo after he's gone, but also turning on Markel Fultz. Is that a fair assumption yeah, to make? Yeah, yeah that, that's a fair, fair assumption to make. I mean, look, there, there are legitimate you know, concerns about Markel Fultz of where he's going to be at mentally with this process. I mean, it, he, he, may, you know, he may turn out to be a good player. It just may not happen in Philadelphia. There may be too much damage done you know, both, you know, for himself, you know, doing what, what he did last year and going through all he went through last year. And now with all this stuff, I mean, they, I don't think they move on from by any stretch. I mean, they're going to see what they can do with him next season. But I don't know that, that this is necessarily fixable uh, in terms of him getting to reaching his sort of max potential. Uh, you know, Brett Brown being there helps because Brett, you know, certainly is, is an inspiring figure in that organization. All the players like him. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it all depends who they hire next and how that works out. Uh, let, let's let, let's go to the Boston story, which had them offering a trade up for Kawhi Leonard uh, before the February trade deadline. All right, I have two takeaways from that. W- one is that uh, the Spurs aren't obviously aren't trading Kawhi Leonard, right? Like it, they they had a chance to move on. Maybe it's because it's February. Maybe their feelings have changed. But I feel like they're not uh, they're not adjusting. And two, um, I, I can't believe anything Danny Ainge says. Because he's constantly trying to stay ahead of the curve, he is not content even with the team that's likely to be favored in the East next year. And and proof is they tried to make a trade for Kawhi Leonard. Well, I mean, one thing you have to know about Boston, Doug, is that they, they make offers all like Mike Zarin, their assistant GM, is one of the most active assistant GMs I've ever known. I mean, he, you know, he makes these offers, and I'm sure whatever they offered San Antonio, I don't know what it was. I had heard months ago that they called. I, it just never went anywhere. Um, yeah, I'm sure it was a low-ball offer. And they expected maybe a counter, and that would increase the dialogue. But as Woj reported, uh, there was no counter offer. So Boston, you know, trying to, 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 to get something for, for cheap is not at all surprising. And I still think that they're, they're content with this current group. They, they look, doing it something in February is different than doing something now. And, and everything I've, I've heard from over the last few weeks, is that they really want to go into the season not just with their stars intact, but with Terry Rozier still there, with Marcus Smart back. I mean, there's a real belief in Boston next year that they can make a run at it, and that's why I think they'll bring everybody back. All right, what about uh, where are we with Chris Paul? Is he? You know, there was thought that he's automatically resigning. Is that an automatic? Is that a given? I think the most difficult part of the Chris Paul negotiations is going to be the number of years. Um, I don't think Houston wants to be paying Chris Paul like $50 million when he's 38 years old. Um, but at the same time, you know how this works, Doug. I have no doubt that when they convinced Chris Paul to opt into his contract, there was an understanding of, of where Houston would go uh, with his salary. So I, I think they've, they've, they, they know what they're, they're going to have to pay Chris Paul uh, to stay. I just wonder if it's four years or if they have to go the full five. There, there's also talk uh, Draymond Green not wanting to uh, take a low ball off or not wanting to take a penny less than than the uh, the, the max contract that he uh, will be el- super max he'll be eligible for coming up to next year. Uh, Golden State's obviously going to change their bench. Is there any thought that they change one of the Hampton Five? No, none whatsoever. From from what I hear, everything I, I do, when I talk to people in Golden State, 
the message that comes out is just we think if we tinker with the bench, you know, get younger, maybe bring in like the 2018 version of David West, somebody that hasn't won a championship that could help kind of fuel that locker room, that they'll be okay. And look, the, the NBA, the NBA has to fix their extension rules. Like it, it, a guy turning down an extension becomes a story, but the, the financials of it, Doug, are so stupid that nobody ever signs an extension unless they're so desperate to guarantee money that that they're willing to do it. I mean, uh, when they get to this is off, off topic a little bit, but when they get to the next collective bargaining agreement, they've got to figure out a way to make extensions palatable for players because, you know, it, it just it, none of these deals that guys could be offered make any sense. Right, and it makes them look, but makes them look like they're not all in on their yeah. team like it did with Kawhi Leonard, with uh, Kyrie Irving, when yeah. Kyrie Irving would be foolish financially, as he stated, to sign an extension, even coming off a knee injury. It, it's just dumb. I mean, he'd leave like $80 million on the table. I mean, what player on the level of Kyrie or Draymond or Clay Thompson is is going to do that. I do think the NBA knows it's pretty dumb, and I think they're they're open to to tweaking it and, and making it more realistic for guys to to sign those extensions. But right now, it becomes kind of a you know uh, like a false story in some ways. The guys aren't you know not all in on their team because they're not willing to leave you know eighty million on the table. They're just being smart financial people. Chris Sabanix is an NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. Check out his show, Noon to 3 Eastern Time, every Sunday, along with uh, Karan Butler, an NBA champion on Fox Sports Radio. Mannix, thanks so much, man. Great work. You got it, Doug. Anytime. Cars are a lot like sports. you got to have the right tools if you want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone has a free loan tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in today. Deposits required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's check in with Dan Byer, who's keeping his eye on everything that's going on here at Shinnecock Hills. What do you got, Dan? Doug, the leaderboard says Russell Henley has the lead by himself right now, but that is about to change. He's going to tap in for bogey on the 10th hole, which is going to drop him down to minus two, where he will share the lead with Dustin Johnson. Now, it may not be the case for the for a while because Dustin Johnson just hit it in the rough on the 6th hole. His drive had to hack out, so he's going to have some work to save his bar. DJ right now just one shot back. In second place at two under par. Two players at the clubhouse right now at one under. Scott Piercy and Ian Poulter both shooting 69s today. Now, Doug, I've got a long list of notables, but their scores are almost more notable than their names. Sergio Garcia, even par through eight right now. Justin Rose in the clubhouse, plus 171 today for Rose. Masters champion Patrick Reed, along with Ricky Fowler, both shot 73s today. They are at plus three for the first round of the U.S. Open, as is one Eldrick Woods. Tiger right now standing plus three, playing in that group with Dustin Johnson. He is through five holes. And a couple of other names, if you missed it, Phil Mickelson, seven over 77 today, playing in the same group as Jordan Spieth, who shot 78 for plus eight, and Rory McIlroy, is at plus 10. Hey, the World Cup got underway. Yes, Saudi Arabia and Russia starting out the 2018 World Cup. Russians win it 5-0. Coverage tomorrow on Fox Sports 1 starts at 6.30 Friday morning Eastern time. That Portugal-Spain match you'll see on Fox at 2 o'clock Eastern. A couple of updates from Major League Baseball. They are in extras. Giants and Marlins tied at 3 in the 12th. Phillies up on the Rockies 3-2 in the 7th. In the 8th inning, the Tigers have a 3-1 lead on the Twins. While the Indians and White Sox are tied up at 2 apiece, Doug, in the top of the 5th inning. Great stuff. Dan Dan Byer is going to be along. Uh, all weekend long here from Shinnecock Hills, and hopefully he'll get a chance to uh, slay this beast on on Monday at uh, at Shinnecock. Baker Mayfield earlier today said this about being number two on the depth chart. I think the rookie quarterback thing is fascinating, right? Uh, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, this is what Baker Mayfield said. I wasn't brought here to just start. I was brought here to help turn things around. Whatever my role is, that's what I'll do. 
whether it's to run the scout team, be the best backup pop possible or playing i need to be prepared for when i do get my shot to play other than that i'll keep getting better contribute to my team Uh, i'm not freaking out over baker mayfield uh, getting second string reps the fact is that tyrod taylor has shown himself to be at at, you know a plausible solution for the tiger missed again huh on the sixth was that (laughs) but it was a birdie yes it was a birdie yeah but he needs that needs to score to get back to what is he he's at plus three so he's He's righted the ship somewhat after that four-over start through two. Yeah, no, I mean, so. look, he's, he's actually hitting the ball off the tee well. It's everything else. Has yeah, been, yeah, has great been, drive on. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's struggling. Three he has not hit. I think that, that was his first green in regulation. Um, anyway, so, uh, look, look, the Tyrod Taylor being the starter, I, I expect that for longer than most of these other starters, you know, even incumbents. Before the young guys get a shot, I just I think there's this. If you if you take a one story, and you cut out all the other factors, right? Like, let's take Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson runs around, freak athlete. They use him some with Flacco in these OTAs, put him under center some. A couple of the Ravens come out and like, look, that's like a young Mike Vick when he's running around. So if you just take that those quotes, you're like, wow, maybe Lamar Jackson is impressing them so much. That you got to start him and play him right away. Then you look at some of the quotes. Shady McCoy was uh, Buffalo Bills running back. Said, "You know, I'm not into rookies, but some of Josh Allen, like that dude, his arm is he's got he crazy make, making crazy throws. Just crazy arm talent." Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that means they're going to be great or they're going to be busts. And I don't think those guys are lying. I just think this is kind of what we do. It's what we do. We get the shiny new toy on Christmas, and we play it, and you're like, hey, whatever happened? Whatever happened to that? Well, you know what my kids have? My kids have a fart gun. You know what a fart gun is? No. Have, you, have you guys? No. Um, I've heard of whoopee cushions, and but. No, no Ramos but, can attest but, to this. It's it's from. Um, it's from. Despicable uh, Me. Despicable Me, right? Oh. It's dart gun. I said dart gun, you idiot. Right? He actually. The guy invented a fart gun instead of a dart gun, right? So you squeeze it and it's, you know. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in my 40s and I find it hilarious. Okay, but you know, like, I remember my kids got that from their grandparents because that's like our, my family's favorite movie. We got the DVD player in the car and I'm telling you, despicable me, I can quote chapter, line, verse, everything in that movie because it was running like on a loop, which is too lazy to take it out of the DVD player for like a year straight. So my in-laws get my kids a dart gun, fart gun, and it's hilarious. And the other day, I went back into my son's closet. I was looking for something to get out his baseball clothes for a baseball tryout. And what was back there? The fart gun, right? And it went from being the greatest, most clever, I have to have this present ever, to it's collecting dust. And again, doesn't mean Josh Allen's going to collect dust. Or First thing is, there's a lot of... There's a lot of the new shiny Christmas toy. It's set up for these guys to look good. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the pushback if Shady McCoy came out and was like, "Josh Allen stinks," right? Of course, you got to say, and and this is no different than in football when the new recruits show up or the new transfer plays for the first time. He's always the newest, the latest, and the greatest. And the fact is that if you think that two guys saying Lamar Jackson's a freak athlete, something that we asked and answered, right, that we, we didn't even, Lamar Jackson didn't even run for people, wouldn't do agility drills. And you know what? 
that's not really what hurt his stock. It's just not. So him being a freak athlete is a surprise to exactly zero people on earth. Josh Allen being able to throw a football when there's not live defense, it should be a surprise to exactly zero people on earth. You know, we're going to do it in preseason football. Oh, man, he lit up the preseason. Lots of guys have lit up preseason. Lots of guys have even played well for two or three starts. I mean, the Scott Mitchells of the world, the Tim Tebow's of the world, the Vince Young's of the world. So I'd love to go crazy and give you a hot take on why Joe Flacco needs to sit and Lamar Jackson needs to play. The fact is that as much as Joe Flacco, we know who he is. He's somewhere 20 to 25 touchdowns, 12 to 16, 18 interceptions. Like, that's Joe Flacco. He's got to be better than he's been, but he's clearly better than Lamar Jackson right now. And falling in love with him because during a couple of OTAs, he ran around and showed he's the craziest freak athlete we've ever seen isn't a surprise and doesn't really change that narrative. All right, coming up next. Guess who could be the newest member of the NBA's champion, Golden State Warriors? I'll tell you next. It can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Tiger Woods on the sixth hole. Seventh hole, like I said. <laughs> Check it, seventh hole. Just chipped up, and he's going to have a chance at a par, I believe. No chance at a par. So Tiger Woods, is uh, he's better, but he was so bad out of the gates. I mean, um, he is uh, three over through sixth. So a chance at a short putt to get yet another par after a lot of blood uh, on the card early on. A triple to begin, and then a triple bogey, and then pars ever since. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's play a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb catch, Show. Remember to catch full coverage of the 118th U.S. Open. The United States Open Championship on FS1. They switch over at 4.30 Eastern time. That's in 45 minutes to Big Fox today and tomorrow. Protecting your home team. Farmers' customizable home insurance packages offer coverage options. Let me try that again. (laughs) Farmers' customizable home insurance packages offer coverage options you can tailor for your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Dan Byer, what do you got? Byer. Doug, I, I was able to take all of the games, make them uh, get through TSA, and today with the course I brought with me. Guess who? Guess who made it through? Don't Guess who it. made an idiot of himself, assuming that Russell Henley would make his bogey putt from three feet away a little while earlier, that he then missed for... A bogey, had a double bogey, and now dropped into a share of the lead. Guess who that was? You. Yeah, that was me. I I totally gave it to him. I said, okay, he's going to make it. He ended up missing it, so he double bogeyed the par 4 tenth. All right, let's get to the real action. Guess who, Doug, once compared every hole of the U.S. Open to getting his teeth pulled, but now is in the clubhouse lead at one under par? Uh, 
uh, what's his name? Um, Scott Piercy. Nope. No, Ian Poulter would be the other one who did. In fact, Poulter said, as in the past U.S. Opens, it feels like you're pulling teeth every single hole you play. How I've got any left, I don't really know. They always set out to be very difficult. It's supposed to be tough. But said he changed his mindset this week, and look what it's done for him, a round of one under. How about this, Doug? Guess who will work out with the Golden State Warriors tomorrow? Leangelo Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, Draymond confirmed it. Leangelo Ball will work out with the Warriors. His second team workout, of course, he worked out for the Lakers, had an interview with the Phoenix Suns as well, but Leangelo Ball going to work out for the Warriors tomorrow. Yeah, this happens a lot of times because of two things. You either need... Um, you, you need, like, bodies for a workout, right? Like, you just need warm bodies. Somebody who's 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, can lean on some guys. It also happens for a favor. The question is, I don't think his agent has any other players in the NBA other than his brother, and so I don't know why they would do that favor. That one strikes me as weird for the Golden State Warriors to take a look at a guy who no one really deems to be an NBA player. Guess who, Doug, had an MRI come back clean after suffering from hip spasms? as he prepares for the NBA draft. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Yes, that is the case. Had a pro day workout this week, but canceled it because of the hip issues. But the MRI, as I mentioned, ended up coming back clean. A week from tonight, he'll find out who he gets drafted by. Yeah, look, there's a, a story to which it's part of what I'm writing for, The Athletic. Jeff Goodman, who just joined um, stadium, stadium, right? Left ESPN joined Stadium, which is... Michael Porter is an outstanding, outstanding prospect in terms of his talent. There's issues with his back and with his hip, but there's also issues with his personality in that he comes across a little aloof, a little entitled, never really been coached. His dad, who was his college assistant, has kind of protected him. Um, And there's just some struggles there in terms of getting along with other kids. He doesn't integrate well to a team setting all that well. And there's some concerns there. I think he's going to slip, even though he's a mar- marvelous talent. You just watch him work out. You're like six foot ten, can do this many things. A uh, little soft, a little entitled, and a little banged up. Doug, guess who will begin first on the depth chart of the New York Jets at the quarterback position? Josh McCown. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Sam Darnold not getting the number one odd or the top honors. Of course, it goes to the veteran McCown. Guess who, Doug, will begin third on the depth chart of the Buffalo Bills at the quarterback position? Josh Allen. Yeah. Yes, yes, he will. He, The rookie reportedly was going to get first-team reps in minicamp this week, but when training camp starts, he will be number three. That's not surprising to me. Look, he's the, the they have A.J. McCarron, who's been waiting all this time to be a starter. They got Peterman, who has been in the system. He's the only guy who's been in the system for over a year. And I know they changed offensive coordinators, but it's obvious that he was drafted by this staff. And Josh, the, the chances that Josh Allen is successful as a starting quarterback in the NFL only go up with every game he sits his first year. He needs time to get sharp. He needs to fix his footwork. He needs to become an NFL quarterback. And the first part of that is, uh, uh, the, the, the first part of that is, um, he needs to sit and watch for a while. Two more for you. Guess who, Doug, is a college football head coach in the Big 12 who may be in a bit of a feud with his AD? Wait, wait, wait one more time. Who Guess. is a Big 12 college football coach? Well, let's just say whose AD isn't necessarily happy with some of the work that he's done. Mm, football coach uh, in the Big 12. 
Uh, I'm Tom Herman. Nope. No. Mike Gundy. Yes. Uh, Oklahoma State AD Mike Holder told Pistols firing as for Gundy. I did. I want to finish higher in those recruiting ranker, rankings than we consistently do. I think ultimately he puts a ceiling on what you're able to re- achieve. So kind of taking a knock at Mike Gundy's recruiting. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Game, huh? Game time. This is game time Says sometimes on the they Doug Gottlieb Show. Yeah, I'll get to that at the top of the hour. Look, Mike Gundy was a great golf coach, and he's done a nice job at Oklahoma State, and this has nothing to do with the fact he didn't hire me as basketball coach. He uttered one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. We'll talk about that next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from Shinnecock Hills, side of the 118th U.S. Open. Coverage underway on Fox Sports 1 in a half hour. 29 minutes to be exact. Uh, it'll switch over to Big Fox. Fox broadcast channel today, 4.30 Eastern time, of course, tomorrow as well, and then on the weekend as we will crown a U.S. Open champion. Dustin Johnson in the sand at the eighth hole. Jason Duffner at two under with back-to-back birdies. And uh, Duffner takes the early lead here at, uh, at Shinnecock. Uh, we got a bunch to get to. Got some really, really interesting guests for you this hour. As uh, Dustin Johnson just holed out from the bunker. That was easy. Don't have to worry about the greens and putting and reading a green. Can't we just do that every time? Yeah, he holed out from the bunker on eight. And now he uh, he takes the co-lead with Jason Duffner. Protecting your home team. Farmers customizable home insurance package offer covered. Uh, man, I, I just can't read today, Ramos. I cannot it's read today. It's all right, today. Doug. Here Can we I go. tell you my schedule here before I – I'll do the 3-2-1. 3-2-1, protecting your home team. Farmers Customizable Home Insurance Packages offer coverage options you can tailor for your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Discover home coverage options and more at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Here you go, Doug. I'm kind of – no, I'm listen, listen, I mean <laughs> – Obviously, uh, fighting through fatigue while watching other people play golf is probably the most uh, white guy first world problems ever, right? Like, these are first world problems. Like, man, I'm really tired of watching other people play golf. Right? I've told people before, suburban grid is deciding to play 18 holes with your buddies, you know, when you got a hangnail or you got a little bit of a pulled hammy. Uh, somehow I'll fight through it. And I'll have a couple cold beers, and I'll play 18 with my buddies. That is suburban grit. These are first-world problems. Um, but here's my – so here's my schedule. So what day is – today is Thursday? Is that right? Today is, is Thursday. So the first day of the U.S. Open is Thursday. So Tuesday we got done uh, at 3 o'clock, got in the car, drove to LAX, uh, arrived at LAX at, at my, my, my parking spot at LAX, at, uh, you know, traffic was lovely, at like 3.41, 3.42 for a 4.30 flight. Now, remember, you also, Tiger just missed a putt, and he missed it by, you know, six inches to the left. He just His alignment was way off. Way, way off. Man. Uh, so, Tiger Woods takes a, what does he take on that hole? Um, we'll get that in one second. He takes a, uh, a par, so he has... Triple, 
bogey, par, par, uh, did have a bird, and then three pars in a row through eight. He continues to be three over. So uh, there was one of the PAs at Fox. I had left a sport coat that I had uh, intended to wear on TV yesterday morning at Big Fo- at, at the Fox Studios. He met me where I was parking my car and then was kind enough to drive me to the terminal. Get to the terminal at uh, 3.51, go through security. I'm on the plane uh, just after 4 o'clock. Great stuff. I, I like, and, and music's the opposite of me. Music, you like to get there like two hours early, don't you? <laughs> I don't know about two hours early, but I do, I get anxiety if I cut it too close because I am convinced the day I do that, I'm going to miss my flight. Okay. Um, so, didn't miss my flight, flew out, landed 1245, uh, got to the hotel about 155, closed my eyes for... I think it was an hour and 35 minutes. Uh, took a little quick car service to TV. Did uh, first things first where you meet at 4 in the morning and you're on TV from 6.30 to 9.30. Came back, caught a little bit of a nap, but as my hotel, as nice as it was, construction outside. Did the radio show yesterday, then shared an Uber ride with, uh, with Clay Travis, who's going to stop by um, at some point in the near future. To the hotel. Our hotel's like 40 minutes with no traffic from the golf course. And it was like 8.30. So I fell asleep at 8.30 and then woke up and did the thing where you wake up at like 11.30. You know, and I, and music, you can appreciate this. I woke up at 11.30 and I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be too late. Everybody's talked about the traffic getting here. I started to get my stuff together and get ready to go out to the golf course. I had no idea what time it was, what day it was. I knew nothing about it. Nothing. And then I get to the door, and I'm like, wait a second, what time is it exactly? Oh, it's 11.30 at night. So on again, off again. Didn't really sleep hardly at all last night. Slept some this morning, and we've been here all day. So that's that's my day. These are, these are first-world problems, if you will. But part of it is you have to understand, like, where you stand in the pecking order. You know, I, I, I don't complain about, uh, listen, there is no car service. You got to Uber. You're staying at a hotel far off site. Like you don't complain because I'm not Joe Buck. You know, I'm not on television. My 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 presence isn't that important. Me and Clay, let's try and keep the cost down. We'll share some things. I bring that up because I read these comments from Mike Holder, who's the athletic director of Oklahoma State. Now, keep in mind, he won eight national championships as a golf coach at Oklahoma State. Um, so he's, he's, he's the most decorated golf coach, I believe, in the history of the sport. He's the athletic director. He's done a good job there. He's best friends with Boone Pickens. They've, Boone's given a ton of money. He's got other people to raise money. They've turned over the facilities. Uh, the sports programs are, are all in really, really good health. But there's a, a podcast, which I've appeared on before, which is um, called Pistols Firing, to which he, 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 he made it out. He didn't make it out. He said he was basically underwhelmed by Oklahoma State's football recruiting rankings. Now, keep in mind, Oklahoma State was a consistent doormat in college football. Consistent. And if I try and explain that to Ryan Music or to John Ramos, guys that don't have a great kind of history of knowledge, because it's not a, not a big-name program, you think, no way. Right? They played in a BCS Bowl game and beat Andrew Luck and. Um, in, in Stanford. Last year, though favored to win the Big 12, they finished in second. They've been in New Year's Day Bowl 
uh, and late December polls since Mike Gundy's first year when he ran seven guys off and started kind of the program over. And like, there's several different levels to it. We've talked, to, we've talked about what Jimbo Fisher said, which is when everybody's not pulling in the same direction, you have no chance. You have no chance. But part of it is that you know, Mike Gundy's an Oklahoma State alum, so am I. The unrealistic expectations of people on their college campuses has just never ceased to amaze me. It just does not. Like, here's a guy who has a head coach who's taken a consistent doormat program. One, before he got there, had never won a, a conference title since they went Big 8 or Big 12. Never. And they've won one, and they've been in con- con- uh, contention for several others. And he says, well, we got to be better than the recruiting race. Sometimes we just settle. Or sometimes you get guys that fit your program, your Oklahoma State. <laughs> you know? Like, look, I love my school, and that's because I went to my school, and I appreciated all the things that that environment helped kind of foster growth in my personal and professional life. But it's really hard to get a kid from Dallas who can play football, have him visit Texas in Austin, not just with their ridiculous facilities, but you're in Austin, and go like, hey, I want you to turn that down, the program that everyone grew up wishing they could play for, and come to Oklahoma State. That, that's hard. There aren't players that grow up in your backyard. You have all these other schools in Texas. By the way, there's a school in Texas that plays in the SEC, so now you're competing against other SEC teams. What your recruiting ranking is does not matter at all. Like, if the production was bad, if there weren't NFL players coming out of the program and the program wasn't winning, well, then you can say something about recruiting. The only thing you should ever say as an athletic director is, Hey, I trust this guy. He has shown that his trust, my trust in him is rewarded. And whether the kid's a one-star or a six-star, I know six-stars don't exist. We're going to make him into a player. That's what our program does. But instead, now any kid that's been signed that's a two-star or three-star that the coaching staff went to and said, Hey, man, we love you. We think you're underrated. We think you're going to be a great player. They're sitting there going... The athletic director and all the alums don't think we're any good. That's not pulling in the same direction. It's just not. I mean, the crazy part about it is, this is the honest to God truth, the crazy part about it is, do you guys remember the I'm I'm a man, I'm 40 rant? That's like the thing that that before the mullet, that was what Mike Gundy was known most for. Do you know what that that rant was about? It was about a kid named Bobby Reed, who was a five-star quarterback who sucked. He was not good. Not good. And it was a reaction. It was a reaction to an article written by a local columnist. Her name is Jenny Carlson. And and Jenny, you know, had some sources within the program and called out how they had babied him, how they had protected him, how they weren't willing to say what the what the real truth was about why he wasn't playing, why he had been beaten out. That's what happened. So the, the, the fact is, the highest-rated recruit quarterbacks they've ever had, they had two. One was Bobby Reed, who stunk, who transferred out. The other one, uh, I think the kid's at, at Illinois now, or he just finished up in Illinois, and he got hurt after starting as a true freshman, and he was just okay. Meanwhile, Mason Rudolph becomes a third-round draft pick. 
Zach Robinson, who came in as a wide receiver, mom was a palm there, he was an NFL quarterback. I mean, you know, Brandon Whedon walked, you know, showed up at their doorstep as a walk-on after flaming out in baseball. He becomes a first-round pick and a Heisman Trophy candidate. Like, what, what are you doing? You're hurting the current program. You're pissing off the head coach. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you're making any recruit who comes to town seem like they're not good enough. Outside of that, well done. Not pulling in the same direction. Not pulling in the same direction. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, he said, listen, what he said, go back to that quote. If you could put that one up on my screen real quick. Arma Katan is going to join us. He talked about uh, Mike, uh, Mike Holdy, AD, talked about, uh, about Mike Gundy. He's really matured into a difference maker as a coach. I would approach recruiting a little differently than he does. I want to finish higher in those recruiting rankings than we consistently do. I think ultimately that puts a ceiling on what you're able to achieve. I think we settle when we don't have to. Look, you live in Stillwater. You work at Oklahoma State. You think your program is better than it actually is. What they have been able to do is nothing short of miraculous. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. A really, really smart guy, a really good coach in his own right, talking about somebody else under on his staff, about what they're doing in recruiting. Come on, man. Who cares about recruiting rankings? Arma Katayan, um co-authored a biography about Tiger Woods. It is fascinating. We'll get his thoughts on Tiger Woods reinvention, rehabilitation, and what the ceiling of Tiger Woods 2, 3, 4, whatever point oh this is. That's upcoming next. But first, using True Car, you can easily find the car you want. With True Price from True Car, you can avoid the confusion you encounter online by getting a great price you can count on before ever visiting a dealership. The True Price includes all dealer fees and accessories. True Car will show you what other people in your area pay for the car you want. Now, you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident and your certified True Car dealer knows this. So they set their True Price competitively so they can win your business. I mean, it's easy. You know what other people paid. They know you know what other people paid. They know that you can get offers from other car companies, from other car dealerships, so they get you as low, an off, as low a deal as possible. I mean, it's great. Over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users. Using the True Car Certified Dealer Network, there are over 15,000 True Car Certified Dealers nationwide, and True Car users can save on average over 3,000 off MSRP. So when you're ready to buy a new or a used car, I want you to visit True Car. You can enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features now available in all states. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the book is called Tiger Woods. It's co-authored by Jeff Benedict and our next guest, Armin Katayan. Armin, of course, you've seen on 60 Minutes, HBO Real Sports. Uh, ABC News, CBS News, uh, he's one of the foremost sports journalists actually in the business, and he's kind of spent some time with us as, um, just so you know, kind of the setup here at, at Shinnecock. It's in Southampton, which 
Uh, obviously a huge summer spot for people, New Yorkers with money. Some people do actually live here year-round. I don't know what you actually do because it gets cold and it gets desolate. But a lot of writers and artists and stuff will find a spot on the water. Uh, so we're, we're roughly a mile or so from uh, from from the ocean, and of course, on the kind of the south part, Southampton, south part of uh, of the end of Long Island, not quite out to, to Montauk. On the course, we're just off of the fairway for the first hole here in the media tent. We have a big screen where we have everybody's scores, and uh, the folks at the USGA have been kind enough to give us, I think, kind of prime pole position here. Remember, the broadcast turns over to Big Fox here in about nine minutes. You're about to click on Fox Sports 1. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Armin Katayan joins us. Um, so you've written a book uh, digging into all that is Tiger Woods. Let's just start. Give me the impetus as to why. Why did you decide, all right, this is the, the topic, the, the guy I want to tackle? Well, we had done this uh, book previously, The System, Jeff and I, and it was a deep dive into into big-time college football. And we were looking for another sort of mountain to climb, and, and um, our agent, um, Richard Pine, suggested Tiger, and we were you know, kind of thinking, man, I don't know, because there's been so many books written about him and by him and other people. But when we really kind of dug into it, Doug, we were um, pretty amazed that they were in two categories. One's most of them came out. Uh, right after Tiger turned pro, and the other ones came out after the scandal in, in, in November of 2009, early 2010, when they were published. And there had never been a, an immersive 360-degree view of his life going all the way back and really trying to put Earl Wood's life in perspective and Coltita, his mom, Tita's life in perspective. And, you know, Jeff and I have done, between the two of us, 25 nonfiction books. So this was a you know, uh, it, it was a big challenge. And, um, you know, there aren't that many people that are known by one name. And Tiger, for the most part of his career, I'm watching him putt now here, um, you know, he was the most famous athlete on the planet. But no one had ever done kind of that investigative biography, which which we have done. And it's, uh, you know, it's attracted a lot of attention and a lot of praise. He leaves a birdie putt just short. I mean, you know, he has to line up like 10 feet to the left. It swings back to the right, but still... Uh, Tiger is gonna. Looks like he's going to end up uh, the uh, the front nine at three over. Considering how the round started, and yeah. considering some of the other scores, might actually take it as a win. Uh, he is hitting. He is hitting the fairways. He hasn't been hitting the greens until about midway through this uh, this round so far. So we'll keep an eye on Armitagean, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb show. So when you first said, "All right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do biography on Tiger Woods." Uh, where was he in terms of his body, his injuries, his rehab? Where, where... Well, it's, uh, that's interesting. It was the, the end of 14, the beginning of 15, so he was pretty much a mess physically. Yeah, 13, he had a great year. He just didn't win any majors. Right. And, um, you know, he was on his way back, but his back, you know, was giving out on him. Uh, he was a mess physically. Uh, there was, you know, a lot of question marks as to whether his career was going to continue, certainly at the heights that it was before. And, you know, it was a risk. I mean, Jeff and I, you know, Simon and Schuster decided they they wanted to back us, and and um, we told them. He said, "We need three years. Uh, we need time to dig into everything that's ever been written about him." We read between the two of us some twenty different books, everything that had been written uh, by golf writers that are in this room, by Earl, by Tiger himself. We annotated those books, um, and then we uh, we made a massive timeline which I think was a critical part of our of our reporting. And we went all the way back to Manhattan, Kansas, when Earl was born. And we not only took the big 
mile markers of his life, of Tiger's life. But we really were able in our own interviews, some 250 interviews with people from every walk of his life, we were able to slot in things that were happening around Tiger during those epic periods, whether it was the 97 Masters or the 08 U.S. Open or when he signed big commercial endorsement deals. And that really helped us. And then we did what we do. And we went out and found and then gained the trust, which is the time that we needed, we felt, for that three-year period to get a lot of people that had never talked uh, about Tiger before their relationships with Tiger. Um, people like Alicia O'Meara, who Mark O'Meara's um, first wife, who was really a second mother to Tiger when he moved to Isleworth and had a very strong um, influence on Tiger and was very close to Tiger. Uh, Dina Gravel, who was Tiger's first true love, uh, they met when he was uh, a junior in high school at Western High School in Anaheim, California. And uh, their story of how they fell in love um, and how they broke up in a heartbreaking way uh, was a big part of the early part of the book because these stories tell you something about Tiger, and they also tell you something about the influence of, of Earl and Tita, who were profoundly, um, uh, they were huge influences yeah, on Tiger's life. They impactful. On, yeah. On, on his, yeah, look, and, and anybody's parents are, but especially... We we thought especially Earl, right? And which is fascinating because, as uh, as is, the story is told in the book, Earl Woods is in an unmarked grave yeah. in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. Right, here's the, you know, there's there's two fathers that are synonymous with taking an athlete, both from by the way in Southern California, and in this I guess three athletes, and making them into every any every type of prodigy that you could ever think, and achieving even more of the goals. Uh, than ever thought possible, Earl Woods and Richard Williams, yes, right? Absolutely. And Earl Woods is in an unmarked grave in yeah. Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. How does Tiger allow that to happen? Well, I'll tell you how it happens. In, in When we found out about it, I actually sent a guy named John Parton, who was the editor-in-chief of the Kansas State Collegian. I said, John, would you just go over to the, the grave site? I know he's at Sunset Cemetery in Manhattan, Kansas, and he calls me back like three days later, and he goes, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what? Earl's buried in an unmarked grave. If you don't know where the markers are in the ground, you'll never find Earl Wood's grave. And I'm like, what? And so I called the sexton of the cemetery, Mike Moeller. Jeff Benedict called him. And we that's how the book opens, and with Earl's grave being dug. And the reason is, we believe, is um, Earl did not te- uh, treat Tita with a great deal of respect. Um, you know, he was a, womanizer. let's be honest, a wanton womanizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was verbally abusive um, to Tita at times, and we have people who were eyewitnesses to those kinds of episodes inside the house at Teakwood. And he didn't treat her with a great deal of respect. And, and Tita, everybody looks at Earl as the profound influence in Tiger's life. I'm telling you that, that, that Tita was just as influential. She was the one that gave Tiger the iron will and the cold-blooded assassin on the golf course because when they would go back and forth either to um, the practice range or to tournaments, she would be in the car telling them, um, you know, you don't just beat them, you take their heart, you step on their neck. So they remember when you beat them. So the next time you play them, that's in their head. And we saw that, you know, time and time and time again, Tiger did that on the on the course. I mean, he had, you know, he broke people's will. That wasn't Earl Woods. Earl Woods was the softy. Tita was the one who had that 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 heartlessness to her when it came to competitive golf, and. That is Tita's revenge, in, in, as, as far as we're concerned, because Tiger would never go against his mother's wishes. And if you know anything about Earl, and you do, 
Earl would have won a band playing 24-7, sure. yes. a spotlight. Here lies the, the great creator of Tiger Woods. Right. There's a, there's a little of... You know, a little of Earl Woods in LeVar Ball, for example. Yes. Right? You know, uh, LeVar Ball is, is a bad incarnation, a copy of a copy of a copy, if you will, uh, of, of what Earl Woods w- was uh, was like. Armin Katayan is our guest. The book is Tiger Woods. He's joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here live from the 118th U.S. Open at Shinnecock Hills. Um, why did he get married? I, I've always – this is what I've always wondered. Like, who was – who was the guy? You had to know that Tiger was had had this part of Earl in him, that he had some hound in him. Everybody says, you know, he was kind of a geek at Stanford and high school, and now he reaches superstardom, and all of a sudden women are throwing themselves at him. Why? Why did people let this happen? Because that really was a was kind of the disaster yeah. that started the downfall of his career. Yeah, he was um, all of that. As he was a total geek in high school. He stuttered till the age of seven. He was the only child, the lonely child, growing up in, in Cypress, California. Had no game when it came to women. But think about where he was in, in 2000, where he's um, 25 years old, and he's making upwards of $100 million a year. He's in Vegas with Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley. Vegas is exploding at that time where the high-end bottle service and the high-end nightclubs like Light and Tao and Pure and Bank were all just really starting, and they were on fire. And so Tiger would go into these clubs, particularly Light, because that was um, where he had a lot of juice there. And, and um, you know, he'd sit at the in a VIP spot right next to the dance floor, and his VIP host would just say, um, up, come up to some pretty girls at a nearby table and say, Tiger Woods would like to meet you. And then they would sit down. And Tiger slowly but surely became more comfortable around women. But by 04, um, you know, he's in full swing as a man. Uh, girls are throwing themselves at him, and he's catching a lot of them. I don't really know, and I think that's a very good question. I, I think part of it was because Elon was the perfect image um, of what maybe his mother and his father in corporate America and his sponsors would look at and say, wow, look at that. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's Swedish. She fits the profile to a T. But the truth is, is Tiger really didn't slow down much after he got married. And his life accelerated. And I think that's one of the great parts of the book is because it's so well reported and it's, it's almost in slow motion. As you're, We know what happens. We know he hits the, the, the fire hydrant on November 27, 2009. That's when he goes off the cliff and the, the epic fall from grace begins. But... By 2000 and 2001, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, you see his life accelerating off the course and his isolation and his entitlement and his lack of appreciation of people, his need for absolute privacy. He becomes a diver because he wants to go into the ocean, and he's a great diver. He's a cave diver. Um, not a lot of people know that. He's a spear fisherman, but he's one of the best spear fishermen around. But he loves the water because, as he said, the fish don't ask for autographs. It's quiet down there and tiger was seeking that but when he went out into that world um you thought he had this picture perfect marriage because it was presented by people who profited from it as a picture perfect marriage meaning tiger nike um american express accenture gatorade um general mills i mean it was a who's who of fortune 500 companies that bought into tiger's image which made that fall from grace all the more calamitous for him and, and and in fairness, um, he also... Can I know, say one thing? Yeah. 
it's so easy to be judgmental and for us to sit here and say, how in the world could he do that? But you're talking about a level of fame that's no, like unbelievable. And, and, and what people, I think, don't understand is he has lived through kind of two ge- different generations. The generate when he... The Jordan and Barkley generation, we didn't care about what guys You're absolutely right. did in their personal lives. And then all of a sudden we got religion and we did care. Well, what happened too is, Doug, is, is that TMC hit the, TMZ, you know, yeah. and you know, the National Choir, National Choir was became a little, they were the right story. there. But TMC changed the culture. Um, the social media blew up. Do, do you, in the book, is there what actually happened that night? Yeah, that's kind of how the first chapter opens is Tiger... He's behind a bathroom door in his house. Um, I won't say cowering, but he's been discovered. The secret life that he's been leading has been discovered because Elon, when Tiger went to bed that night, um, looked at his cell phone because two days before, the National Enquirer had come out with a story that talked about Tiger's secret rendezvous with Rachel Yucatel in, I remember, in Australia. I, 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 I do grocery shopping Yeah, my house. I remember it. Yeah. And I remember going like, what? Yeah, and Rachel had denied it. She right. had gone, and we report this in the book, she had gotten on the phone with Elon. She was put up to it by Tiger's people to deny that she was having an affair with Tiger when she was. And truth be told, they were very close, Rachel and Tiger, at that time. And um, But when the discovery was made and Elon um, was on the phone with her on that Wednesday and then she saw this text and you know i've been married for 38 years this is not a text you would want your wife to find which is you're the only one i've ever loved texting from tiger to rachel so elon makes the phone call to rachel not knowing it's rachel but when she hears rachel's voice that she's got a distinctive voice she was like i knew it was you and rachel was like oh you know <laughs> and that's where she woke elon woke tiger up he ended up fleeing into the bathroom, leaving the house in a rush, and running into that fire hydrant. So that was that was the beginning of the end. She come after him with the golf club? Well, I mean, he didn't come after himself with the golf club. I'm just, oh, <laughs> was she trying to free her husband? Yeah, that was the story. That was yeah, the best. Pull him out of the, pull that him out of the, of the bat. I remember I was it at was ESPN at the time. We were night. getting ready to do college basketball, and people were like, wait, did Tiger Woods die in a car accident? Yeah. Like, what the what in the heck happened? Uh, Armin Katayan joining us. On the Doug Gottlieb Show, the new book is Tiger Woods. You can pick it up uh, anywhere. Books are, of course, available Amazon. Super easy. Get delivered to your door. Cowherd says he read it in a day. Yeah. Um, uh, is it books on tape yet? It's on tape, too. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna audio tape. On, I'm going to do the books on tape. I drive, I drive a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the books Call on me because there's a couple of mispronunciations in there that, that Jeff and I were like, Jordan Spieth. And we're, you know, we're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the voice of yeah, Armageddon or, yeah. or, or Jeff. No, I turned that one down. I was like, I, I'm done um, at this point. I'm, I'm done. Uh, um, okay. Um, is he ba- like, there back, was so- back, back? Yes. He's a different person, Doug. I saw him at... Um, at least from afar. I saw him at Tory in January, and it was the first time I'd ever seen him that engaged with fans, that appreciative, that open, that human. And it's funny. I ran into somebody here today at the golf course. Her name is Deborah Ganley, and she's a San Diego police officer who is Tiger's personal, one of his personal security people when he's at Tory Pines. And I saw Deb right as Tiger was teeing off on one. And and I said, she said, oh, I love the book, blah, blah, blah. And she, and, she, and she said, you know what? He hugged me the last time I saw him. He's never, she's known him for 15 years. He's never hugged me before. 
he hugged me at the last time he saw her at Tori in January, which is how the book kind of ends in the last chapter or so. And and I do believe he's he's changed. I think what happened last Memorial Day weekend in Florida when he was the DUI, that picture that just ricocheted around the world. Everybody was calling me, going, God, did you see the photo? I'm like, yeah. And the word time and time again was sad. God, this is sad. I'm like, yeah, try to write in a book for three years and trying to figure out an ending at this point in time. And But I think that changed him. I think the that moment was a um, was a pivotal moment in his life. And he came back healthy. You know, obviously, his back, his, the fusion has worked. Um, but he's I think he's mentally happier, emotionally happier than he's ever been. And God bless him. You know, he's 42 years old. He's been through at least two lifetimes, I mean, with his life. And I think he deserves some happiness. I don't think it. I know he deserves some happiness in his life with his kids. And he seems for the first time to, to really appreciate what's happening around him. Is he back as a golfer? I don't know. That's still to be determined. I mean, he looked pretty damn good in the Memorial and, and um, in other places earlier in the year. I think this tournament's going to be a real telltale sign because, my God, it's so hard out there. It's, it's so, so hard. And, you know, considering how poorly he putted two weeks ago. Yeah. To, to all of a sudden fix that in with surfaces that, I mean, it are almost impossible to putt on. That You're asking a lot of a guy. Uh, but we'll see. He's, you know, no, he's, he's not only considered the best iron player in the history of golf, he's also maybe the best grinder in the history of golf, right, to where yeah. he can play a poor round and find a way to get around par, just keep himself so that if he can put yeah. together two good but rounds. His putter was always, it was of all the things, you know, that was always a difference maker. He made. Yeah, six foot in, he was money. Yeah, and, you I mean, the putty made it in 08 at the open, that 12 to 15 footer that nobody could believe. Excuse me. <coughs> um, he's just, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting to watch, for sure. Armin, great stuff. The book uh, is outstanding. I'm going to do the book on tape. I'm not going to lie to you and say I read it in one, one day. Thank you for saying that. Uh, but uh, thanks so much for joining you us. You bet, bud. Thank you. All right. Armin Katayan, who, uh, man, I've known a long, long time. He wrote about a little piece about had Brawl Recruits, another book you should pick up and read about the uh, high school college recruiting back in the day. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Armin Katayan getting all choked up over our book. Uh, cars are a lot like sports. you got to have the right tools you want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone is a free loan tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in a day. Deposit is required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Right, let's bring in Dan Byer. Dan, what do you got? Well, top of the leaderboard, Dustin Johnson and Russell Henley, both at two under par. Still on the course, but through at least playing their second nines of the day. They have a one-shot lead over a group at one under par. That includes Jason Duffner, who's on the course, Ian Poulter, who's in the clubhouse, and Scott Piercy, who is in the clubhouse. Both Piercy and Poulter shooting 69s today. Other notables to tell you about, Tiger Woods on the course playing in that group with Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas. Tiger is at plus three through nine holes. He's tied for 36th right now after the opening hole of the day. Tiger produced a triple bogey, has played even park golf since, a birdie and a bogey also on a scorecard. But Tiger right now just five shots back of the lead, settling things down. Different story for Phil Mickelson, Jordan Spieth, and Rory McIlroy as they played earlier today. Mickelson, a 7 over 77. That was the best of the three. Jordan Spieth plus 878. Rory McIlroy shot 80 today. He is at plus 10 in a tie for 142nd. Get you caught up to date on some baseball. Finals, Phillies dropped the Rocks 9-3, while the Tigers were 3-1 winners against the Twins. Still playing in Miami, Marlins and Giants tied at 3 of the 16th inning. The Indians have a 5-2 lead on the White Sox in the 8th, and in the 4th, it's the Astros 5, A's 1. An ESPN report says free agent quarterback Christian Hackenberg is in New England meeting with the Patriots today, Doug. Mm. 
We'll see how accurate that report is. <laughs> Very good. Hello! Clay Travis will join us upcoming next. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the U.S. Open. Oh, Lynn Donovan joined us? Oh, I had no idea. I thought that was t- I, the email I said was t- I thought was tomorrow, but maybe tomorrow is today. Man, sorry, Clay, you just got bumped. Landon Donovan joining us. Sorry, he's he is bigger than you. Landon Donovan is going to join. I got a lot of pushback on saying, "Hey, look, we need to we need to find a way to get better young athletes involved in the world of soccer." We'll find out what arguably the greatest U.S. soccer player uh, in our lifetime has to say about if that's the reason we're not in the World Cup. Next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Modelo is a beer that has been rooted in Mexico since 1925. Just as soccer's most passionate fan base has been rooted in Mexico for decades, with deep history in the sport of soccer, Modelo is a beer brewed in Mexico with the fighting spirit and is the official beer of the beautiful game and CONCACAF. Uh, Modelo is rallying Americans and fans in their home country of Mexico to help break one of the sport's most elusive curses. Celebrating the fighting spirit uh, is what unites us. So along with uh, Landon Donovan, who's about to join us, let's raise a glass with Modelo and do and do our part to overcome the sport's biggest curses. Uh, you can go to ModeloUSA.com slash curses. Most of most of the curses in American sports have been broken, right? Indians haven't yet won a World Series, but the Cubs did. Uh, the White Sox did. The Red Sox did. Uh, we saw Cleveland kind of get off the snide with the Cavs coming uh, from 3-1 back and winning a title. Obviously, this has to do with curses in the World Cup. Landon Donovan joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Landon, World Cup underway. Uh, we saw Russia go out and get the first win for the home country. Um, I, I, let, let, let's start with the, the, the news yesterday, which was huge. The Spaniards sacked their manager two days before they're going to play their first game because he didn't tell him he was taking the Real Madrid job. Um, that that seems like a bizarre overreaction. Am I overreacting, calling it an overreaction? Uh, I think it's I think it's very much an overreaction. I think if I've learned anything in the soccer world over the last twenty years, it's that people are really, really emotional about this sport. Yeah. And so they make decisions emotionally instead of rational, rationally or practically, and this clearly fit that bill. Okay, so help me out with how how integral a, a coach or a manager's decisions are after the game actually begins, right? I, I know that there's tactics. I know that there's adjustments. But a lot of mm-hmm. it comes down to style and, and picking the pieces and picking the players. How much do you think this actually affects the Spaniards when they go out and play? Uh, it's a great question. And I, I think, as you know, it depends manager to manager or coach to coach. Um, some teams, you see this kind of in baseball a lot. Some teams sort of police themselves and are their own, you know, they have leaders on the floor who are extensions of the coaches. Spain is a team that's very mature, very veteran, a lot of older players. So they don't have a lot of guys who are going to be really shocked by this or, well, they may be shocked, but they're not going to be affected by it. So I think if there is a type of team who can handle this, it's a team like Spain. But there's no question, the last thing you want going into a tournament like this is instability, right? So it's yeah. a, it's a, just a bizarre situation. I mean, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of these conversations to figure out what, yeah, where the real truth is. 
Yeah, and it, it's not like he took a bad job. He took the, the best job in the sport. In, 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 <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't like he took some job, you know, in, in Belize and, and wanted a startup sure. thing. Or, or he agreed to be the French team's manager in the next World Cup. Like, he, t- right. he took, the re- took the Real job. Help, help me out. I heard we got like two and a half minutes left. And I'm, I apologize for pinching you on time. Um, how do we how do we fix U.S. soccer? Like if I, I'm not saying that you'd be in charge. <laughs> you want to do that in two and a half minutes? <laughs> but it, it, it look, I, we were making steps, but we still have lacked the step of getting. You know, we had to go and get um, Americans who weren't really Americans instead of kind of building. Don't we have the athletes within our own borders to build a good sure. program to compete internationally? Sure, but what what's happened is at the very top level we were making progress, but underneath, sort of when you pull the curtain back, there were signs all along and red flags all along that all of us, myself included, missed and weren't paying attention to. And so eventually it was going to catch up and it caught up to us. And so from a long-term perspective, the only way you prevent this from happening is by producing and developing players who are capable of getting the job done at this level. I mean, that's period, end of story. So that's where our focus needs to be. Okay, so how do we do that? How do we get, like, listen, we have we have so many kids going out for other sports that I believe athletically have more speed, more lateral agility. They don't have the soccer skill or they don't have, they don't have the ability to get to the club sport at the youth level. How do we fix that? Well, the biggest problem in our country, Doug, is that soccer is a sport that has become – uh, for the elite, uh, or the wealthy, sorry. Yep. And so a lot of athletes who can't afford to pay three or four or five thousand dollars a year to be part of a youth soccer club say, well, then I'll go pick up a basketball or I'll go pick up a football. And, and that happens time and time and time again. And until we fix that and make it more accessible to everybody from every walk of life, every economic background, then we're going to struggle. Con- considering how it ended with you and the U.S. men's national team, are 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 you at peace when you watch the World Cup, or are, does it still not sit well with you? No, I'm at peace, but I went through you know weeks and weeks of grieving and sadness and being obviously disappointed by all of it. But at this point, I'm you know I'm just a I'm a fan like everybody else, and I want to see yep. see us all succeed. Hey, Landon, I really appreciate you joining us. I know you're a dad. I know you're playing for Lyon. More than anything, you're a great resource. Thanks for joining us. Uh, back with more from the U.S. Open next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio coming to you from Shinnecock Hills in uh, Southampton, New York. We got a lot to get to. We've had Landon Donovan. We had Arma Kitayan. Uh We had Chris Mannix. Man, we've had a lot. We've... Cindy Katz and uh, Ryan Music have done an outstanding, outstanding job of loading up this show. Uh, I booked our next guest, by the way. I just want i want credit for that. Uh, that's because the, the, De'Aaron Fox is going to join us in 20 minutes. We'll talk about the Sacramento Kings and what they need in the upcoming NBA draft. Um, that, that's, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's it was Sacramento lo- Kings draft class? Uh, what they need, I don't know. We'll talk to De'Aaron Fox. We'll ask him if he's got burner accounts. Where's LeBron's going? Okay, that's good. And, and you know? then what the Kings need in the draft, I would I, would, I, I, was, I was looking for a tease, and I hadn't <laughs> thought of it at the second. That other voice you hear, you hear in the morning, uh, and maybe in your sleep, and maybe you watch his uh, Internet show, uh, his, his Facebook and live stream show. He's uh, Outkick the Coverage, Clay Travis. Check out his website, his Twitter handle. Um, his stock is currently up, although... Uh, he had one of the most awkward introductions to our boss 
in the, one of our bosses in the history of sports television. What, yes. Can we tell that story? Yeah, I'll, I mean, sure. We were so I uh, we're out here broadcasting. I got here at like I, I left at four. So have you told people about the travel situation? Okay, so here's the here's I'll, I'll give that you just feel free. We'll do the old mar- married couple thing yes. where you can hop in and finish the story whenever you feel necessary. Okay, or add to add add fl- flavor to it. So last night we were both in New York. I I broadcast the show from uh, our our iHeart Studios in the heart of Tribeca, which is a cool little spot. Yeah, I did the same thing. Like early in the morning, you're obviously finishing off drive time. I started off drive time, and then we met up at the Roxy Hotel, had a date to get in an Uber yes. and go to our hotel. And we did not leave space in between us in the back of the Uber. I want to make sure that we snuggled, yeah. we held hands, we did not make out uh, in the back of a Honda Civic, which is not like, you, you know, you roll the dice. I expected you, you to get a little bit better did you Uber. Think I, did you think I was going to go Uber I black? I didn't think you were going to go Uber black because it's a long ride, but we are getting reimbursed for the Uber. So I think given the fact that there's two talent and we're saving Fox Sports Radio uh, money, I think arguably – since you, if you divide Uber Black by two, it's the same cost if we had gone separately. So I should have done Uber Black. I would have gone Uber Black if you were. But if, if I were the owner of the company, I would thank you for saving, you know, $48 for the for the. I station. actually think it was $150 difference. All right. Well, that's a substantial difference. Okay. But if we hadn't ridden together, we would have had uh, double reimbursements. There. Uh, agreed. So, so It's it was, a long ride into the middle of nowhere in yes, Long Island. Yes. To which you were really, you were like, man, this is really taking a long time. And there wasn't any traffic. I was, I was, it was already, like an hour and 10, hour and 15. Well, in my defense, when you start off your day pre-dawn, I like, started off my day pre-dawn. Well, you did have a long day that yeah. day. But the I was already trying in my head to think because our boss, Scott Shapiro, was texting me like, hey, it might take two and a half hours to get in. And I'm thinking the whole drive, like, we really are in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we're at a courtyard by Marriott next to a Red Lobster, which has inexplicably been built right next to the courtyard by Marriott. Other than that, there's nothing around us. I'm going to go get some biscuits tonight. Now you mentioned Cheddar, biscuits. Cheddar biscuits. And so when we got there um, – we asked the people at the front desk, and they had no idea how to get in. You're trying to look you up. You asked the-, the wrong person. I asked that I, I, I didn't have any idea how to get in, but I did get a little bit better local knowledge. She said, take the train, and then we got up to our hotel room, and you looked it up, and I also looked it up. The train doesn't even run that early in the morning. For me, you yes. could have taken the train. I could have. Uh, so I set my alarm for 345 this morning. Because there had been stories that it, it would take two and a half, three hours, just ridiculous yes. traffic to get in. Uh, to get in and to, to even the Uber drop-off at, at the golf course. So I wasn't even sure that there would be Ubers working that early. So when I woke up at 345, I just, you know how you roll over and, like, you check your phone. I wanted to check and see how long is it saying right now at 345 that it'll take me to get here. So we got here, and I have been to the U.S. Open before with Fox at Oakmont, and I learned an important lesson then, which is, find the fox hospitality tent i walked around the course i felt the you know like what the course was like and then i just want to chill in the air conditioning all these flat screens televisions all these awesome couches and just chill in the hospitality you didn't know this and i was like dude we got to get in the hospitality and so that's where we went so we go into the hospitality tent and it was it was kind of seamless where I, I thought we were going to you were going to get rejected. We agreed I to th- get rejected. I thought we were going to be. You and, let me and, lead the way and just start talking. No, actually, I got into I, the remember. If you remember the, the the first lady, you talked her way past. She didn't really check. The second guy, I was like, now I was confident. He kind of recognized us and was like, "You guys are with Fox Sports, right? All right, come on this way." Yeah. Right. So we go in, we, and then once we got the wrist ba- wrist brand, we were gold. We were gold. We're and then like, you felt so comfortable, you were like, "Hey, what's the Wi-Fi code?" Yes, because then I you're like, I, my, bo- yeah. "I took out my shoes." Yeah, you're I, like, you I, were you were like in your living room at that point. When you go ask for somebody for the Wi-Fi code, that's like when we have the babysitter. 
I'm like, this babysitter is getting a little too comfortable. When she like sits down, she's like, hey, what's your Wi-Fi code? I'm like, hey, I'm paying you $15 an hour to watch my kids. I don't know that the second question you ask me should be, what's the Wi-Fi code? Do you know my three rules of babysitting? Uh, I, you've told them to me before, and I agree with them. I think you, yeah, the three t- rules of babysitting yes. are, okay, three rules of babysitting yeah. are, when I come home, everybody got to be asleep. Amen. I and am, by the way, the, that is rule number one, but that you could actually make that rule number four when in doubt. Always refer also to rule, rule number, number one. one can also be, hey, we'll stay out later just to make sure. Like you finish dinner earlier Absolutely. than you expect. We, it always happens. Like, let's you have find some, kids. Yes, let's find something else to do to ensure that somebody else gets the kids to bed. No doubt, that's rule number one. We agreement. Yes. Okay. So rule number one is uh, everybody's got to be safe. Rule number two: pick up a little bit. Okay. I don't expect you to get on your hands and knees or clean my toilets. Okay, but. The pizza box needs to be thrown away. The dishes, whatever mess you made, the games you played, like I, I, I don't, I, I don't need to come back and pick. Like, look, they're asleep. We, we've established that they've gotten asleep. If you played with them with toys, those need to be picked up. If there's food out, that needs to be put away. You don't have to be my maid service, but you got to pick up a little bit. That doesn't ever happen with my babysitters, but it would be ideal. Rule number three, and this is a of paramount importance. You got to get out. You got to get. I got like a fifteen-minute window. She's or your wife gets tired, falls asleep. Correct. You got correct. a chance to have sex. I got. Yes. I got a chance. I got fifteen. But minutes. I don't need a, you a get recap out. of everything that happened. Not only that, but I, I how don't, do I get home? Yes. Like, what's the direction? Right. Like, yes. Right. Even if you do need a ride home, which is problematic for being a babysitter, I need to know the second I walk in the door. Hey, I need a ride home, and we'll get you home and get back, and maybe we got a chance. I maybe, own, but you are completely killing the vibe if you start telling us the, the, your life story and the story of my children, the the arduous journey in getting them to sleep. What's your perspective on notifying the babysitter how your evening is going? Like my wife is big on, oh, we told the babysitter we're going to be back by eleven thirty, and now it's twelve fifteen. She's like, I got to let the babysitter know that we're not back yet. I'm like, she knows we're not back yet. To me, when the babysitter arrives at the house, unless you are suddenly expecting her to spend the night all night, mm-hmm. the bars close most places by like 2 a.m. Right? Like, if you're going to be home later than the well, it all depends night, on the depends on the uh, depends on the age of the babysitter. Well, we always have adults. Like, okay. I don't trust I don't trust male babysitters. Never have one. Never will. All right. I've I've kicked a male babysitter out. And I don't trust teenage babysitters because I always assume they're going to have their boyfriends over and uh, shenanigans are going to ensue. Okay. Okay. So 18 and up. Well, if you have 18 and up, then, yeah, you, you, I'll, be, mean, back like when, I'll be back when I'm back. Yes. If you have a 16-year-old girl over at your house uh, to watch the kids, better be, over, <laughs> better be over to watch the kids unless you have a 16-year-old girl yourself or your, boyfriend, or your son's dating one. Uh, then I don't think that you should have any contact. Here's the other rule, I would say. If you have a female babysitter, husband doesn't get the phone number there should be no point in time where you are the communique and interacting with the babysitter do you have any babysitters contact no yeah and you like, know what? that would but, be weird but, right? but you know what the other part about that is my wife gives me the business all the time over like i was like hey want to go out friday night? yes set up the babysitter why don't you do it that's not my that's not what i do also because i don't want to be te- like i don't want to be texting a 19 year old girl like and have responsibility for that that's a good point. It's a fair point. Clay Travis outkicked the coverage. That's a big rule, I think. We're, we're watching Tiger Woods. So we walk into so – we're, so we're hanging out in the Fox Hospitality Tent music, and this is like uh, – they're not feeding us grapes as we as we tilt our head back, but it's just open one – Open bar. It's pretty awesome. It's open bar. All the food you can eat. We walked in. It was breakfast, and then you, you made this very smart decision. Hey, you know, I'm going to wait for lunch. Fifteen minutes later, lunch comes out hot, piping hot and ready. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'm sitting at a table having a little bit of lunch – 
uh, talking with a couple Fox executives, and up walks Clay because well, Clay had disappeared for about 10 minutes. Let me say this. There was four seats at the table. All the seats were occupied. I had emails to send, so I just went and charged my phone a little bit. They also had an awesome charging station, as if there wasn't everything else there. So I was just plugging in my phone. I was charging it. I was responding to a few emails, and then I see that there's been a couple of seats open, so I come over, come back by to join everybody, and the conversation between you and a couple of the executives is ongoing, and I just kind of say, hey, I'm Clay, you know, sit down in the middle of it and continue the conversation. I did not know. I knew one of the executives. I had no idea who the other guy was. And so he's so so Clay introduces himself, and and at some point says, "Well, what do you what do you do?" And I don't remember if you said, "What do you do at Fox?" But no, what I do think you do? I said, "What do you do?" Because I didn't even think that he was employed because it's a hospitality tent. Right? You thought I it was thought it, it, a media? I thought maybe a PGA guy. I thought maybe a big advertiser. Uh, you know, like I was just trying to figure out who the who the person was and he started to go through his responsibilities the one thing he did not say is like hey i'm in charge of fox i'm the president of fox sports fox sports he did not he did not say that could have said that he could have he could have led with that he kind of buried the lead a little bit because yeah well you know i do uh i do big 10 network and i have it i do some games and this and do that so i'm underneath the table like a good uh co-pilot Texting Clay because I think he well he has his phone with him right like he's the president of Fox Sports like this is who is this is it's, it's Mark Silverberg who got the job I don't know six months ago or something like that and meanwhile you know Clay's Clay's not he then by then it was probably too late to be totally honest with you anyway at some point and then he's like he knew who Clay was it was an aha moment and now look in fairness to Clay. Uh, he saved, much like Tiger has saved par several times a day. Well, it's been a lot of up and down. I was in the rough, yes. maybe in the sand trap. Yes. And you, I got your, first, a... your, your shot off the tee was so far right, we were worried that that it would, one, take out a spectator, or two, be out of bounds. It was just barely in bounds, but you recovered and you parred the hole nicely. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, but when we were talking, I was like, man, this guy's really well informed. It's like a really good conversation, and I just assumed he was a you know business executive. You didn't know, right? You didn't know even then? No, no, as I, 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 it dawned on me, you know, as the conversation went on who he was. Uh, and, you know, I'd never met Mark Silverman. He's, a, a, you know, obviously a smart guy who just got promoted and uh, and took over, but he's only been there for, what, like six months? So, had you met him face to face before? I had. Well, I'd run into him a couple of times. You've been on a lot. Yeah, but met him a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, your general impression of like, is this fun? This there's a lot of SEC football to what we're watching here, right? Where if you like, if you like tournaments where they score, that's like watching the Big Twelve. You know? Yeah. This is uh, the ultimate test of golf. But dude, it's brutal. I mean, you had a dude shoot twenty two over, <laughs> twenty two over. I mean, Tiger. Uh, and he's got to come back and play tomorrow. Yes, I mean, he's got to come back and play ninety three. Come back and play tomorrow. Uh, I I like to see golfers scramble more than I like to see them dominate. I like to see them have to you know have trouble finding the ball. Like Dustin Johnson's in the lead right now, and he lost a ball on one of his uh, no, one they of his found shots. It. They found it. Yeah, I they found, found it. They punched it. No, they found it. Then they punched uh, it. So I think that in general. Um, you know, it, it's good to see guys struggle. I also like to see guys taking shots from non-traditional areas. I uh, I just, like we talked about this as we were walking around the course, thinking about what an average golfer, like I am, you know, a 90s golfer, right? Like I'm going to shoot in the 90s most courses. No idea what I would shoot here, but it would be a, a massacre. And I would lose so many golf balls. There's not even hardly any water on this course. The high grass, 
you never find them without even with guys that's the part that's the, that's the part that's the most not like one of the great courses southern hills that has hosted the u.s open is my favorite course i've ever played because you can play with your ball the entire day right you can't yes. you can't lose a ball this course i i would lose i would go through forget a sleeve sheets. of balls sheets a like, box of balls yes. one of those big box of balls and that's not fun to me it's, not, it's also not fun when you think you've hit a decent shot and you can't find your ball. It's one thing when you yank one into the water and there's yes. no doubt. Yes. But when you hit one that, like, might even glance the fairway and just kicks off a little bit, like, the balls that they are losing are three yards from being incredible golf shots. So I, I just can't even imagine how uh, how challenging that would be. All right, tomorrow, anybody special coming? Have you been, managed to, to book anybody to get a, up uh, early as Tiger no, see, Woods? You have the eight. advantage because everybody in the country is awake when you do your show. So you guys can just be out there like, hey, you want to come on? Like when I walked up, you were interviewing Armin Katayan, you're touching base with Landon Donovan. You know, the only people who will come on my show are either uh, – you know, like insomniacs, and they've never gone to sleep, or they're still drunk from the night before. I go on your show sometimes. So, Petros Petro, goes on Pe- your show. To credit, from, from, from credit, California. I will say this. Credit to Petros Papadakis and Jason Whitlock, because both of them in L.A. will wake up in the 5 a.m. hour. But most of the most writers and most athletes and coaches and stuff, most of them aren't really up and running in the 6 a.m. hour. So we almost they, never have a guest in the 6 a.m. hour. I don't think we have anything booked for tomorrow. All right. They, they may also not want to come on with you. Um, well, that's possible, even though I'm a very I, I would be. Person. You can call me. I would I would. I, would I think we got Mark Silverman you. coming on, I would, honestly. <laughs> He's going to come on. If, if you can remember his, his yeah. name tomorrow. Uh, outkick the coverage every morning here on Fox Sports Radio. And, of course, follow him on Twitter. He's Clay Travis. Catch full live coverage He's of gonna the gradu- uh, draft, by the way, the Sacramento Kings. Who? That's your tease, right? Who are the Sacramento Kings going to draft? Hold That's, on, I got to get. I got to get to. The I want to know. Who are they Listen, get? Let's, we have a way in which we do things. We have My our ball. show is is sold out. Catch live coverage of 118th U.S. Open Championship on Fox until 7:30 Eastern tonight. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, protecting your home team. Farmers customizable home insurance packages offer coverage options you can tailor. From your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Discover home coverage options and more at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Darren Fox joins the show. I'll ask him if he has any burner accounts next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Full coverage of the 118th U.S. Open Championship on Fox until 7.30 Eastern tonight. Back on the way tomorrow on Fox Sports 1, handing off to uh, Fox at 4.30. So um, uh, we're going to get De'Aaron Fox up here in a second. He's going to join us, uh, get his thoughts on the NBA Finals and what the rest of the league is saying about some of these free agents and what he what he's hearing uh in the meantime let's uh we do this every day usually in our second hour of the show but since we were so rudely interrupted kidding by landon donovan we'd like to play for you a portion of something we heard earlier in the day we call it and now <laughs> what does the fox say greg jennings hosted undisputed earlier today he said this about the boston celtics I'm not concerned about losing Kyrie Irving simply because the brand of what we're making up over here is not based on one player. It's evident 
they are going to have success with or without Kyrie Irving. To your point, he puts them over the edge. Gordon Hayward now helps them and gets them over the edge. Potentially, it's yet to be seen. Kyrie was healthy. They would have knocked LeBron out of the playoffs. I don't know if they knock him off, but they 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 have a better shot because they have another weapon, a guy with experience who have been there in a game seven, who, who has always been there clutch. So for me, it allowed them to see what they really have without Kyrie Irving. So I don't think that they're worried about it at all. To your point, yeah, you could get something for him and it would benefit you. But you, you're make, your team is built, number one, around Brad Stevens, not around yeah. a player, a specific player. This is a coach who we got him first. He's the longest tenured Celtic there outside of Marcus Smart, a player. Brad Stevens was there first, and they built the team around him, which you don't see this in sports anymore, building a team around a coach. Um, yeah, that, that's great. I mean, listen, it's, it's like we've all of a sudden forgotten that Kyrie Irving was averaging 25 a game. And, you know, Jason Tatum was awesome in the playoffs. And he wasn't just awesome because he was a rookie. He was a rookie who happened to also be awesome in the playoffs. But, you know, during the regular season, Tatum was a – uh, 14 point a go- game guy. And Terry Rogier was their fourth guard. And Ro- Rogier kind of regressed towards the mean. If you don't think that the Celtics <laughs> want Kyrie Irving above all else, you're not really paying attention. They moved three for one to get him. And he is, in fact, that valuable to them. And this idea that they wouldn't have been better with him is just, it, it's, it's not only lunacy, but it's, it's one of these deals to where we've fallen in love with this scary Terry. We forgot Terry, Terry Rozier didn't even play well late against the Cavaliers. Ah! What the fuck say? All right, get you an update on what's going on here at Shinnecock uh, momentarily. Let's uh, welcome in a guy who got a chance to start for the Sacramento Kings in, in his rookie year. He's De'Aaron Fox. He joins us. And um, before we talk about your, your, your infatuation with Call of Duty 4, what what – all you guys are, I know, texting, talking to each other, not just the Kentucky guys, but all the guys you know in the league. What's your sense of what's going to happen with free agency movement uh, in your first offseason as an NBA vet? Uh, it's probably crazy. I mean, oh, well, first, thank you for having me on. But um, even my year coming in, it was it was kind of weird seeing guys move around. So uh, now just seeing people in different jerseys, it's, uh, I mean, it'll be, a, it'll be a wacky summer, just like, what was it, 2010, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, listen. It's 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 really interesting that every off season seems to bring you know some sort of intrigue as to where it's going. Obviously, that's peaked when it's when it's LeBron James. Um, what do people in the league think? They does everybody you know? It's LA is now the favorite. People in the league think he's going to LA, or or you know, are there just too many rumors to put your finger on where they think he's going? Uh, I mean, of course, there's a lot of rumors everywhere, but. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I can't see him in a different jersey. It, it will be weird to me, but anything's possible at this point with all the moves that you've seen. Darren Fox joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops comes out October 12th. Your promo and a, a video games come out. Are, are you going to be able to pull people away from Fortnite? It's like, is Black Ops 4 uh, Call of Duty, is that going to pull people away from Fortnite? Will the Fortnite thing die down by the time Black Ops 4 comes out? Um, I kind of doubt it right now, but I, I'm Call of Duty all the way. Um, I would love for it to, for the, for the main team to go back to college, 
there's still a lot of fans. There's still a lot of especially, you know, people that have been playing it as long as I have. But um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I hope so. I, I hope so. How, now, do you when you play when you play Call of Duty when you play COD or you play Fortnite you play against other guys on other teams that that aren't kind of in your city? Are you playing online against those guys? Uh, every once in a while, but for the most part, I'm I'm on alone. Like I play so much, you can't you can't always have somebody with you. So, uh, most of the time, it's just, a, it's just a bunch of like you know randoms that you that you catch online. Okay, so do, you know, do they know it's you? Uh, sometimes people know. I've got I get messages all the time, and sometimes people think a fake profile that says Aaron Fox or whatever is me. But uh, for people like that know my social media account, like they know it's me. And sometimes like they have a mic and like is that really Aaron Fox? And I'd have to mute people, so, uh, so I, I do get caught sometimes. Okay, so you don't you don't have a burner online? You don't have a burner account for your your uh, uh, your Xbox or your PlayStation? You have you're only you're always you, or do you have a burner account? No, I'm always me. Like I've been. I've been playing this game longer than I've been. I would say I've been famous, so I'm not about to make another account just to do that. Like, I don't. I wouldn't want to take the time to be playing on multiple accounts. Do you do you talk trash on it? Uh no, nah, no. Nah, I stay off the mic. The only time I really get on the mic is when like it's multiple people and uh and we're talking to each other. Other than that, uh, I'm kind of I'm I don't, I don't I don't talk to random people. You're just you're just focused. You're just you're just focused on killing people. That you're just a kill. You're just an online killing machine. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm focused. Like it's like usually I have a goal or something I'm trying to do, so I, I'll be trying to get it done. Now you know all these teams they have esport teams as well. Um, so w- when you see like NBA having esport NBA uh, 2K teams, have you ever played against any of those guys? Uh, no, I haven't played any of those guys, but I've met I've met all of them. Uh, they came to a few games, so I met those guys. How weird is that? That they're like we're professional athletes. You're like yeah, no, you're not. Like do you, do you? Uh, they're, they play a sport. Not every, not every sport has to be extremely physical. So, oh, sure, we can sure say we can say sports. We can say athletes. You know, their 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 hand eye coordination. They they got that fast twitch, uh, finger muscles and stuff like that. So they can do stuff that a lot of people can't. No, I know. I'm, I'm sure they'd mop the floor with us in 2K. I'm not, I'm not doubting all that. I just struggle with how do we do we what what do we not consider what do we consider a sport if that's considered a sport? Uh, De'Aaron Fox joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show uh, from the Sacramento Kings. The one thing I learned in the NBA in my first year that I didn't think I would learn in my in the NBA in my first year is what? Um, the amount that uh, what traveling like really takes out of you. Like getting on the plane, even though you're just getting on the plane, like I, I slept on every flight. You no, know, like no matter where we went, we went to we go to Golden State. It's like a 15 minute flight. Like I'm going to sleep, but uh, that's how much the traveling takes out of you. Like you can get extremely fatigued just from traveling alone. I have friends uh, that are coaches in the NBA, that have coached in the minor leagues, that have coached or that have covered broadcast basketball. They've done everything, and they said like the travel is insane. But so too are the hotels that you stay in. Best hotel you stayed in was what? Oh, uh, best hotel. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I know that people talk about the hotel in OKC is supposed to be haunted, right? So like, yep. I went to the tenth floor. And I, I forget what the hotel called, but that's my favorite hotel. Man. Something about it. Uh, who do you want? Who do you want the Kings to draft? Not my choice. I didn't, I didn't say it was your choice. Who do you want to? Who do you want them to draft? Doesn't matter. I'm gonna give you the cliche answer. So, 
dear, dear Fox joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Guy who gave it to you this year. Give me a guy who you're like, man, he really gave it to me. Uh, Damian Lillard, <laughs> for sure. I mean, how do you, uh, yeah. when he's making shots, how do you even, I don't even, like, he can make shots from near half court, and he was insane at the start of the second half of the year. How do you even guard him? I, get, I think you're supposed to make him finish, right? Like, if there's a weakness, it's him finishing over length? I um, mean, you try to get him to do it, but all he needs is, is a second to get a shot off. And, and the plays that they run are, like, geared for him to get to his spot. So uh, when he's got it going, it's, it's pretty much nothing you can do about it. You just got to hope he misses. All right, give me a vet who you gave it to. Uh, Patty Mills, Tony Parker. Like I had, I probably had my best games against uh, against San Antonio, and uh, those are guys that I pretty much looked up to uh, when I was when I was watching the NBA. So uh, I was, I would definitely say those guys. All right, so you're the reason that Tony Parker was out of the starting lineup and Dejounte Murray became a starter, right? You 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 officially ended his starting <laughs> career. That, 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 <laughs> no, I can't say that Dejounte had a really good year this year, but uh, I mean. Definitely one of the one of the best that I would I would say I had I had a pretty good game against. Hey man, congrats on making it through year one. Uh, enjoy enjoy uh, playing online. Can't wait till Call uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four comes out, so all those little kids can talk trash to you, even though you won't talk trash back. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, Got to catch the Christmas news because you know I get it the first day, and then all the kids get it around Christmas. So we're, we're gonna be waiting for them. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's that's the awesome <laughs> thing about being you. Thank, thanks, Darren. Appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you. All right, Darren Fox joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. Uh, Clay Travis listening into the listening into that interview. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's he is phenomenal. He's he's great. Uh, he t- he took time away from his Fortnite game to, to join us. On, uh, yeah, everybody. My kids don't like. My son doesn't like Fortnite. We don't we don't like killing games. I mean, or I'm supposed to say I don't like killing games. And anyway, <laughs> protecting your home team. Farmers customizable home insurance packages offer coverage options you can tailor. For your home turf at Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Discover home coverage options and more at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Dan Byer, what do you got? Well, as viewers may be seeing right now on Big Fox, there's bloodshed at Shinnecock Hills Golf Club because the course is winning right now. And maybe Mother Nature for that fact. The leaders at two under par. Two of them and two of them are on the course. Russell Henley and Dustin Johnson, world number one, both at two under par. One of the highlights of Johnson's round, a chip and birdie on the par four eighth hole. Should be noted, Tiger Woods playing in that same group as Dustin Johnson. Just missed a par putt. So Tiger Woods trying to get back on track, but right now stands at plus five for the championship. Other uh, action. Is that plus or, six? Or plus six. Yeah. Excuse me. Plus six. Thanks for that update, Doug. Glad to have you by my side. Just trying to get my scorecard up here. The uh, other numbers of the day, Phil Mickelson at plus seven, Jordan Spieth at plus eight, Jason Day at plus nine, and why not keep it as a theme? Rory McIlroy is at plus ten. Again, coverage right now. You can see it on Fox TV. Of course, Fox Sports 1 will pick it up after that and have you same, uh, same pattern tomorrow. World Cup began where... Russia top Saudi Arabia by a score of 5-0, as they say, in the opening match. Coverage tomorrow, the World Cup, starts at 6.30 Eastern time on Fox Sports 1. Switches over to Big Fox at 10 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow morning. Spain-Portugal match on at Fox 2 o'clock Eastern time. So baseball, to get you caught up on Astros right now. Up on the A, 7-1 to the sixth inning. Houston going for their eighth straight win. Giants beat the Marlins today in 16, 6-3. Fills down the Rockies, 9-3. Tigers over the Twins, 3-1. And the Indians.
Indians won on Chicago South Side against the White Sox 5-2. to two. And the Angelo Ball working out with the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. 16 innings? Yeah. Which is the longest you've stayed in a Major League Baseball game? I, like, okay. at what point do you go like, okay, I'm out, okay, I'm out, okay, I'm out. And then you're like, well, I can make it through 12. I got to stay. Maybe 13, like, I got to stay. It's funny you ask, Doug, because I was once at a bachelor party that went to a baseball game. So we showed up on time and stayed until the 19th inning, until Albert Pujols hit a home run to beat the Boston Red Sox. We didn't leave the ballpark till like 1.30 in the morning. I would have I would have left in the 7th if the score was Were tied. Were they still I selling care. booze? I, I don't even remember. It was it was so long, but it was forever. And because I was with a group of guys at a bachelor party, it ended up just stayed through the entire game. So nineteen innings. I, uh, seven's the max for me. If I show up in the second, I'll leave like in the eighth. That that's horrendous. That's a horrendous bachelor party. Oh, gosh. but that guy clearly. If, if you can make it through nineteen innings of baseball, you ready to get married? Yeah, yeah. ready to get married. <laughs> it was. I've left the game in the third before. That has happened. Where I've I, done that. Yeah. I, I, third up. or fourth when it's just like yeah. it's out of hand. It's like ten. It's like 11 to 1. You're just like, come on, this just, thing's over. What am I doing watching Rockies Reds? Yeah. That, that's what happened, and I ended up bouncing. All right, Dan Beyer joining us. Of course, he's going to be here all weekend long. We'll be here as well. Um, keep Remember, uh, tomorrow, Fox Sports 1 starting at 9 Nine o'clock, right? Nine o'clock is yeah. So, and then there's also you know World Cup soccer. Tomorrow's the big match, isn't it? Tomorrow is uh, Spain versus Portugal. Yes, Spain versus Portugal. Which I'm not sure if you're aware. Like uh, Americans are geographically challenged. Spain and Portugal, you don't get that. It's the Duke and Carolina of uh, right. It's <laughs> it's the same island that sure, they share. Sure, they're right next to each other. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right, right next to each other. Number one exporter what? of cork. In the world is Portugal. And it's kind of fitting because North Carolina is such a big school, and Duke is a very small school, but they're close to each other. It's like Spain, the bigger country. Yep. There's little Portugal. And didn't Portugal but... just win the – didn't they win the Euros? Didn't they win the – I believe they won the Euros. Uh, I might have made that up. I might not have. I'm not really sure. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Cars are a lot like sports. you got to have the right tools. You want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone is a free loan tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in today. Depositors required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Um, hmm. A massive overreaction to a story in New England. That plus every single news story that you will care about. Next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Tug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Me and, me and Clay Travis got in the uh, Fox Hospitality Tent. I'm watching people in the media tent here have uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on white bread. That's a win for Gottlieb. That's a win for your boy. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Byer, what do you got? Did you ever hear back from Scott Stallings, your buddy? I on- did. Uh, I asked uh, Ryan Music to call him. Uh, what happened, Ryan, well, when you called him? I asked if he could do after uh, 5 Eastern, and he said, unfortunately, he could not because he has, uh, he said, quote, my kids eat early. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, he has a couple of kids running around, whatever. So he tried, he did, why? Because he, uh, he was 10 over? Well, 
it wasn't the the final score. It was that he had a par putt on the par four fourteenth that he then putted off the green and ended up with a nine. So I was curious on on if you heard back from him that maybe you could get the details. Wait, wait he had what, nine on a hole. Yeah, I scored a nine on the par four fourteenth today at the U.S. Open. I can text him. You want to know about the four? Do I want to? I just said, I man. Be, I just said, man. This place is tough. He's like, I know. I'll call. Come on, if you'd like. Sure. Sure. I didn't go like, hey, what's the worst <laughs> hole you ever played at the U.S. Open? And you just got done doing it. It happened about. Hey, can you come on radio and talk about how you sucked at the 14th hole? Six, oh, it'd seven, be good. What, what did he do? Good inside nine. information. He had a par putt on 14. He had a par putt and he ended up with a nine? He putted it off the green. Three, yes. Four, and then five, it took him six, nine seven, to get back. Eight, nine. I don't know if there's video of it, but that was the description of it today. That, oh, oh, look, that sounds that will awful. Tell, oh, that God. will tell you all you need to know what's happening at Chittacock Hills. I'm not sure I want to I want to see this, but oh, I'm going to look God. it up. There there are some, some clouds yeah. moving into the area, even as noted by one John Ramos. And we have noted here in the media center, Jim, our engineer, said the tent isn't flapping as much. So maybe the winds are dying down. That would be great news for Russell Henley and Dustin Johnson, who are both on the course right now and who share the lead at two under par. I'm going to give you a bunch of notables because there may be people. Heck, if you're in New Jersey, you can mm. now bet on sports. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm. But maybe maybe you're in a golf pool or, or doing something with friends. Justin Rose, plus one. He's done for the day. Patrick Reed, the Masters champ, and Ricky Fowler both shot three over par 73s today. Justin Thomas, he's on the course at plus three, as is Henrik Stenson. Sergio Garcia at plus five. We mentioned Tiger earlier, plus six through 13. And then Phil Mickelson, Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, and Rory McIlroy at plus seven plus 8, plus 9, and plus 10, respectively. So some of your notables today at the U.S. Open. Yeah, it has been, uh, there's been, carnage is the word that we, we use to describe it, carnage. Right. Moving right. on there, yeah, there's some dark clouds, as you can see. We'll have to take a peek outside. Elsewhere, Uh-oh. moving on, yeah. Uh-oh. I know, it doesn't Tiger, look uh, I think Tiger just killed a, killed a lady. Nope, what? they're all alive. We're right. all alive and well. Tiger on the, what is he on, 15? He, uh, he's... Yeah, 14 or 15. Yeah, 14, I believe. He had a three-wood off the tee, sprayed it right. right and short into the thick stuff. Then he hit uh, what looks like a five-wood out of the mm. thick stuff, hooked it to the left, and nearly killed, nearly took out three or four uh, spectators. Whoa! He is playing what's commonly known as army golf on this hole. <laughs> left, right, left, oh, no. right. Tiger Woods right now, leaderboard-wise, tied for 75th. Yeah. You can see coverage right now on Fox. Mentioned this a little bit earlier, LiAngelo Ball working out with the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. Also some other draft news, Michael Porter Jr., we touched on this in the press, had an MRI in his hip, that came back clear. Seems like a lot of teams are, seems like Porter Jr. is is up and down in draft boards, whether it could be late in the uh, top 10, maybe a top 5 pick, but at least hip spasms-wise, an MRI cleared him of any damage. Yeah, there's questions about his hip, about his back, Mm -hmm. and about... Kind of some personality quirks to him. Um, really good, comes from a really good family, but not to one to which he uh, he operates well necessarily outside the family. Can he be a good teammate, especially when you're a young, talented player who thinks you're the best? You're the best player in this draft. How how do, how do veterans react to that? There's some drama in Cleveland involving Miles Garrett calling out Kevin Durant, the bronze defensive end told WKRK in Cleveland that Kevin Durant broke the league by going to the Warriors. Garrett went on to say, quote, 
I'm too competitive to try and ride on somebody's coattails to get a W, but for him, you might as well stay at the spot you're at now, talking about whether Durant would leave via free agency. Well, look, he plays for Cleveland, Cleveland. becomes Homer Radio. You know, he, he, he tried to kind of explain away LeBron. He's like, well, when LeBron went to Miami, he joined Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Like, or everyone knows you need a good team around you if you want to win. And, you know, if he played for the Oakland Raiders, he would be fully supportive of Kevin Durant. Did you see who came to the defense of Kevin Durant? Who's that? The band Smash Mouth, because they tweeted to Miles Garrett, Hey, Miles Garrett. Nobody- You're an all-star. Get your game on. Yeah, play. <laughs> hey, did, now. They did not tweet hey that. Now. That would have been a, much you're better. A Brown, you're a Cleveland Brown. You didn't win a game. Uh, you didn't win a game last year. You can't talk about anybody else winning a championship. Uh, you didn't win a game last year. Not a game. Not a single game, Miles Garrett. Not one. Not a single game. He's talking about who can and who can't join a championship team when he didn't win a game? Sorry. Do you want to hear more of Smash Mouth's tweets? I forgot Smash Mouth was alive. (laughs) Nobody knows who the blank you are, so nobody gives a blank what you do. There was just a letter used. I didn't even want to use the letter. And genius, the Warriors didn't win the championship the season before KD signed, so not sure what coattails you're referring to. This your Twitter page, and then they... Call them a name at Miles. That's pretty cool. That's Smash Mouth. Um, I mentioned it's legal to bet on sports in New Jersey now. Body wants what? Sorry. Governor Phil Murphy made his first two bets in the state. I think Phil Murphy's got a problem because he bet Germany on the World Cup. Like his last name's Murphy. (laughs) His last name's Murphy. I'm gonna bet for Germany. By the way, by the way, the idea that this is the first bet in Jersey. Yeah, right. (laughs) But he made two. Hey, hey, what do you mean? We've been betting in Jersey for years. Like when the when the Delaware governor just bet on the Phillies. I was like, okay, it's one bet. This guy made two bets. He bet on the Devils to win the Cup and Germany to uh, stand the Cup and goes, Germany goes, to the World Cup. Oh, this is my first time doing this. Listen, I'm going to take, take the over. Uh, how much is the VIG here? I go, this was my first time. I swear to God. Uh, he should have done like an eight-team parlay with a bunch of uh, other stuff and bought some points. Uh, quickly, by the way, by the yeah. way, uh, Moneyline with, with Russia today had to be the easiest bet ever, right? They're playing. Didn't they play like Afghanistan? Uh, Saudi Arabia. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Saudi Arabia versus the Russians on the Russian home turf. Talk about some pressure for the Russians to come through. Come I on, thought man. Putin was going to enter the game. Uh, he come probably on, would have. He man. probably thought he could have scored. They probably, somebody would have lifted him up so he could head a ball in. Um, that's on, all man. I got. Uh, hey, and that's the press. That was the press. Can, can I just can I just say this to to people who are reacting about the the New England Patriots canceling. The last two OTAs. Just so you're aware, L.A. Chargers canceled their last two OTAs so they could have a team paintball paintball war, right? Which, by the way, like, I'm just happy with the Chargers' bad luck. Nobody got hurt, right? They already <laughs> lost Hunter Henry. Anyway, catch full coverage of the 118th U.S. Open Championship on Fox seven till 7.30 Eastern tonight. It is carnage, carnage, carnage. Nick Nurse, new head coach of the Raptors, will join us. And we'll be back live here from Shinnecock. Tomorrow on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 